Hello and welcome to the pay-per-view war stories. As the you know so crew goes on a little deep dive in the pay-per-views of this little slacking of WF and WCW. This week we're doing WCW Sold Out 2000. The boys here have been waiting ever since we hit No Mercy to get to this night. So let's... Should I stall longer so we don't need to talk about it? Or should we get into it? Let's get into it. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database. Corey Mack. Tonight you can call me the professor. Because I'm going to lay some knowledge on you. There it is. The chosen one, Mike Boobel. Actually, tonight I couldn't make it. I'm just Mike He's got a concussion. I'm just Mike Boobel. He got pulled. And stripped of the U.S. title. We'll find out what we're doing with that. Later on. And that's last year of it. So, we are... <laughs> that's true. That's on brand. I also hate this, by the way, that it's called Sold Out. Because for three years, it was WCW and NWO Sold Out. It's just W. Doesn't make, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work out without yeah. NWO in the title. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they corrected the next year, but... So, January 16th of the year 2000, we are in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, that's God. unfortunate. We are you know, at the... A worst paper if we couldn't happen to a worse town. Uh, first them. Star Center. So, yep. how did we get here? How did we get here, Corey? Wow. <sighs> Hope you guys are ready. Uh, I gathered most of my notes from the Wrestling Observer, mm-hmm. so I will credit the week that I got it from. So January 3rd, so that's covering the week after Starcade, <laughs> the previous week. It looks like uh, Goldberg will be out anywhere from 10 to 15 weeks after tearing his arm to shreds and an angle gone wrong on the thunder we saw. Yeah. During the angle, he had a small metal pipe hidden in his fist to help him bust out the windows. But during one of the first windows he broke, it flew out of his hands into the limo. And with the camera rolling, he couldn't just stop. So he kept going and struggled to break one of the windows using only his fist and in the process. Sliced his arm to shreds. He ended up getting plastic surgery done on the arm that night and needed 40 stitches to close the wound. Goldberg was supposed to face Rick Steiner at New Japan Pro Wrestling's January 4th Tokyo Dome show, and that's obviously out of the question now. WCW is sending Randy Savage in his place, but it's a big loss for New Japan because his Japan debut was one of the biggest selling points of that show. (laughs) Although Savage is a big enough name that it's a decent replacement in name value. On the WCW end of things, he's definitely out for sold out in Super Brawl, and he might not be back in time for Uncensored either. Goldberg's injury also leaves a big hole in the babyface side of things. He was scheduled to face Bret Hart again at the next pay-per-view and likely Super Brawl as well, but now it will likely be changed to Sid or Benoit or maybe Ric Flair, although he's still trying to get out of the contract, his contract. Woo! There's also thought about bringing Hulk Hogan back, but he doesn't feel it's the right time for his return yet, so probably not. Brother. Jeff Jarrett faced Chris Benoit in the ladder match at Starcade, uh, last-minute yep. replacement, but it wasn't originally supposed to be Jarrett. Originally, Vince Russo, Bill Bush, and J.J. Dillon all reached out to Ric Flair to ask him to show up and do it, but he refused because, for starters, he wants out of his contract. Yep. And second, because they didn't have any long-term plan beyond that match. Mm-hmm. Then they tried to sweeten the deal by telling Flair they'd give him the belt. But that backfired because Flair didn't think it was right to beat Benoit when he's so close to knocking through the glass ceiling, <laughs> becoming a main eventer, so he refused to do it. 
Again, Flair giving too much. Giving too much. WCW won't give Flair his release, and in storyline, he was apparently buried in the desert eight weeks ago. So that's why he's not on TV. Second second time in the year 99. Yes. However, Ric Flair has agreed uh, to still working house shows, and he's trying to be professional about it. Are they still doing house shows? Yes. His contract expires in February of 2001. But there's a clause that kicks in in January of 2000 where his pay drops from 750000 a year to 500000 a year. And the contract calls for him to take on a backstage role rather than the wrestle at that time. Russo wants him back as a wrestler, though, because no matter how much WWE has tried to bury him literally for years, Russo. he continues to be one of the top ratings draws. I that Russo wants him back. Motherfucker, <laughs> you got rid of him, you fucking liar. There's a lot of negativity in the locker room towards Russo and Ferrara. <laughs> Over making much of the show the last two months all about themselves. Just a little? Yeah. Just that tiny bit <laughs> about them. So this week on Nitro, that was phased out completely. There are a lot of people who are also still looking at Russo and wondering why things haven't changed for the better. When he was hired, he promised to turn the company around in three or six months. It's been three, and absolutely nothing has improved, and ratings are still in the gutter. There's no positive signs of, of uh, improvement. Plus, everyone sees through the whole standards and practices excuse. Oh, I couldn't do it because of standards and practices. Everybody sees it's bullshit. Swerve, bro. For what it's worth, Russo does have a pretty valid reason if things don't improve in the next couple of months, given that you've lost your number one baby face and the pillar of the company. And they don't know it at the time, but also your bleed hill. Yep. <laughs> you've just lost both. So he has a legit reason now to suck. Uh, there's also a lot of the same complaints about Russo basically booking for internet fans and taking ideas from stuff he reads online and not listening to people within the company who actually have pro wrestling experience. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Well, that's twice. Okay. <laughs> Scott Hall got a lot of heat on the Thunder after mm-hmm. uh, Starcade, And latest word is that he was suspended for it. If you watch the show, you may have noticed a lengthy part during the opening promo from the NWO that was hastily edited, and they showed vague crowd shots for uh, seconds at a time. And I do remember that. That's when they first came out to explain why they joined together. Apparently, Hall did his old NWO survey. Did you come to see Goldberg or the Mm -hmm. NWO? Uh, He was ordered to try not to get a face reaction and was specifically told not to do his survey, but he did it anyway. Goldberg was furious because he felt like Hall was trying to undermine him and get over at his expense, and he Which got he Hall's was. face about it backstage. Not wrong. Russo wants the new NWO to get over his actual heels and not be cool heels, which Correct. is why he instructed him to not do any of that shit. Yep. Hall has a knee injury, though, and does need to get it scoped, so he's going to be out for a couple of months anyway, so the suspension is pretty much just cosmetic at this point. So that's just week one. Wait, so hold on. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're going to jump I'm going to break it down by We're going to jump into a bunch of this. Yeah. So Hall was off TV for all the time and didn't get his knee fixed then? Yeah. <laughs> he was on TV for like five fucking months, dude. Yeah. I, maybe it got hurting him when he came back. I don't know. Jesus it, Christ. Know. But why? You know, but, like, but, yeah. So. That's a lot. That's just week one. And what's crazy is uh, he pretty much said most of that, like, during our shows. Like, all of this, this happened. You know, uh, turns out Russo doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Who would have thunk? I'm looking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening. I I am prepping 
because I will be posting this after, mm. and I need to download the images while. But I'm listening. Go on. Anything else from the first week? Nope. That's just. It's just. Let's go to this one. What a what a what a way to uh, what a way to start it off. Week of January 10th. Oh boy. Bret Hart suffered a concussion during his match with Goldberg at Starcade. Mm-hmm. No word how bad, but pretty bad as it turns out. Speaking of Hart, and at the angle on Nitro last week where Sid was run over in the car by the big monster truck, uh-huh. they wanted Bret Hart to drive the truck and even explain to where Sid would be in the car so as to not run him over. What? Wait, what? Yes. One more time? Wait, one more? They wanted Hart to drive the monster truck mm-hmm. and even explained where Sid would be in the car so as Bret wouldn't run over that part of it. So Sid was in the trunk, and we passed it. Okay, Hart, as you might expect, pointed out how fucking stupid and insanely dangerous that was and told him to hire a professional stuntman for that shit because he's a wrestler. Jesus Uh, Christ, Apparently, upon being put in their place, Russo realized Brett was right and apologized for even asking him to do so. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. His brother just died. I was like, also, you killed my brother, asshole. Fuck you. (laughs) Came out of nowhere. Perry Saturn caught some heat in the back uh, after doing a radio interview where he called Sting the most overrated wrestler in the business and said he's been doing the same match for 10 fucking years. Jeez. <laughs> Hello? Talk for a guy in a dress. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> this, I'm might just be, this might be my favorite part. If you thought Starcade was bad in English, you should have watched it in German. That's why. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> I'll let Dave explain. Usually they get the video feed from the U.S. and German announcing is done in a studio in Munich. Yep. Anyway, for the first time, the German crew was in Washington, D.C. live. The regular commentators were joined by a comedian named Tom Gerhardt, who was very popular in Germany like 10 years ago because he used to go on stage dressed as a giant penis and pretend to ejaculate on the audience. Checks out. Bro. His fame with that skit was very short-lasting. Anyway, he was doing heel commentary to get himself over called Disco Inferno Gay, talked about Medusa having nice tits, and said in commentary that none of the punches touched the other wrestlers because this shit is all fake and that he could beat any of them up. He even stood up when Benoit made the open challenge to anybody for the ladder match. This was all done to build to a match where Gerhardt will wrestle Berlin in February at an, in Oberhausen, Germany, on a WCW house show. Does that take place? Yes, it does. I have it. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're still doing house shows? Yep. They're doing house shows in Europe? Yep. In 2000, that's actually this their saving grace. motherfucking company, dude. No, that's actually their saving grace. In 2000, they were still huge in Europe and Australia, and they took advantage of it. Very successful. They should have moved operations to Munich. Right? Jesus Christ. So, like, what do you think of that stuff? Uh, first of all, fuck Perry Saturn. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, I mean, Jesus. I mean, you could be right about that, but, you know, he's over. You're not, so... Maybe learn how to do good moves and you'll be over too. <clears throat> is anybody you vetting be Shane Douglas's fucking lackey, you dumb fuck? My question about the other bit is anybody vetting these uh, commentators that WWE has for all the other nations? What's really being said on all those shows? Oh, they don't care. It's a valid question. <laughs> I could fucking beat Roman Reigns, that little pussy. Funaki's probably like, hmm, <laughs> Stephanie's underwear smells nice. <laughs> that's really nice. <laughs> yum, yum. So that's week two. That's week two of. The, m- the month of yeah, that's January. January. Thank you. January 17th. Now, this is for the week before. Yep. So, this is the, the 10th. lead up. This is the lead up. This to is the famous out. show. Okay. Yep. Vince Russo held a meeting backstage before Nitro 
that was basically meant to let everyone air out their issues. At one point, Kevin Ash began complaining about the food and catering sucking and also was upset about the rules stating that everyone has to be at the arena by one, which doesn't leave everyone with enough time in the day to hit the gym, which for a lot of them was a valid concern. Considering when their flights get in, you know. Okay. Um, it is a cosmetic business. It, there's, there, leave there, leave there, earlier. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I, 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 I would say current wrestlers today, they wrestle uh, like, they, 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 like had like too much time, they had too much time, you know, doing cocaine and drinking. Yeah. They could have that time for gym. But yeah, sure. Let's blame the flights. Someone okay. suggested bringing weights to the arena, and then Perry Saturn got involved. Jesus. Saying they can't get a good workout in like that because they need real gym equipment. That's valid. Uh, Preamble. You can't travel with a gym. Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway, the meeting fell apart after that and, dev- and devolved into a bunch of people just bitching and moaning. Sick. They did an angle tonight where Jeff Jarrett had to fight three veterans in one night. <laughs> that murderer, Jimmy Snuka, George the Animal Steel, and Tito Santana. Did he say murderer? Did you put that? I put that. Damn it. That would have been great. That'd been cool. Those are just the ones that accepted and were paid around two to $3,000 for that. Each one. Ooh. King Kong Bundy. Seems low. The Honky Tonk Man, Bob Backlund, and Nick Bockwinkle all turned it down. Thank Christ they did. Right. Jesus. Can you imagine? Most of those matches weren't good. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to see that now. No. <laughs> God. And then um, this is from the start of next week, but I'm going to go over this part because it's germane to Tonight. what we're doing. Okay. Uh, let, me get, let me get the important parts that I can't. Uh, Bret Hart. Uh, will have to miss the sold-out pay-per-view due to a concussion. Just a couple of days before the show, Hart's doctor diagnosed him with severe migraines and inability to focus as a severe concussion and not only wouldn't clear Brett to wrestle, but refused to even clear him to fly or exercise. So I noticed that on Thunder that week, he was super out of it. Right. The concussion is believed to have happened after Goldberg hit Hart with an extremely hard kick during the Starrcade match. Look out. Look out for what? It was before that. Yeah. And he also hit his head on the ground outside the ring. Yep, there it was. During the ring post figure four spot. It was that. Hart finished the match and continued working TV for the next week or two, although he didn't feel like himself while doing it Mm -hmm. and didn't realize how bad the concussion was. And then him hitting his head uh, during the Terry Funk fight when he got pushed up the cart. So naturally, this left the sold-out pay-per-view without a main event three days before it was set to air. That's problematic. Then the very next day... Jeff Jarrett contacted WCW officials with a similar problem. He had suffered a concussion during the match on Nitro earlier in the week when Jimmy Snuka splashed him from the top of the cage. Which I noticed, too, and when his, he hit him. And his doctor also ordered yeah. him not to fly. When he stood up, it was real bad. He was yeah. super shaky. I, I, I would, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just mention it now because they do the highlights on the Nitro, and they show like, like uh, how they all both got hurt. I did is it on Nitro or on the pay per view? I forget. It's either or. Nitro. But anyway, they show the highlights of the splash for Monday, but it's the Chris Benoit part, not the Snooker yeah, part. Yeah, they don't it's show just, that part. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, this left the show without its um, main event and its semi main event, the three matches between Benoit and Jarrett. <laughs> this pay per view was already expected to do one of the lowest buy rates in WCW history, and now it was without its two top matches two days before the show. Yep. Now, there's a lot more to go over, but I'm not going to go over it until the Monday Night War stories. So, for now, that's it for your history lesson, Joe. Uh, what'd you oh. think? What a crazy couple weeks it for is, um, ban- Bananas, man. I, uh, 
because and what's what's crazy is like not to the amount of people this affected, but like this happened in September when they fired Bischoff uh, two days before pay per view. Like, yep. what in the fuck are you doing? Think, well, well, this one what, they couldn't like this. Help. Well, <laughs> to a point. Uh, but I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, what is happening in this company? It is so snake bit. It's like everything that could go wrong will go wrong. There, it's not even could I go wrong. Don't, it's it's guaranteed to go I'll wrong. I'll save it for Monday. If you had like five wishes and like say that all each wish is a wrestling, like a, a, a wrestling wish, would you wish to like just be able to watch WCW from the backstage part from like Bischoff to now? Hell yes. Oh God, yes! I'd love like be a to fly, be a on, fly on the wall yeah. of the demise of this company. I think it would just make me angry. Probably my number one wish in if I could if I could undo one thing in the history of professional wrestling, it would be the death of WCW. It doesn't have to become a powerhouse again. It just would have died in two thousand one. It just you essentially would have traded WCW for TNA. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, that was, that was its spiritual successor yeah, anyway, for sure. Um, let's just say they got on FX because that was the one they were talking to and that would have saved it because mm-hmm. the only reason they went out of business is because they lost the TV. TV. If they could have got on, they could have got on FX. Cause the only reason we went out of business. It's also the only reason Vince got it for so cheap. Yep. So it they w- had no TV to pay for it. it they were just a library and rings. It would have become Tuesday Nitro on FX. That was playing. Uh, what, a what a way to lead into the pay-per-view guys. So now we're at the uh, first star center in old in, uh, Cincinnati. Four out of ten Cincinnati here. Ugh. Oh, Jesus. For, we're in four, first star uh, the center or in Cincinnati, Ohio. Attendance. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. I can't wait to hear this. 14,132. How many paid? paid? Oh, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way more than 6,000 paid for that. Um, Come to think of it, though... This could go into their their what I told you about. They got smart in two thousand. Was the last time you saw the WF Raw or SmackDown in Cincy? Never. Or if so, very rare and far far apart. In two thousand, not only overseas but Nitro, they started booking places of the country that WF wouldn't touch, and it made a huge benefit. They sold pretty good. Places like Montana, the Dakotas, Iowa, uh, cities like like the WF just. Gave up and quit going to. That became their part of their plan, and it was smart. Oh, um, I can. Uh, well, that's an eBay for VHS of this. How much for the eBay? Yeah. Um, for a VHS copy of this, Monte guess. A hundred and twenty-two bucks. Ooh. Well, it's in. Uh, it's in Japanese. GBP, so Great Britain, British yeah. pound, yeah. British pound. Ooh, it's an English copy, which means it looks better. So I'll uh, go forty-five bucks. So in Great Britain, uh, pound is four, four so for for the so in USA, it'd be five dollars and sixty cents <laughs> for this VHS. Damn. Some of those VHSs go for a huge amount on eBay. They have Damn. uncensored ninety-nine for seven dollars and all of them Super Bra for seven dollars. Damn. And the Santa Claus for twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! That hurts. What did I do? Holy fuck, dude! I don't what Got I doubled did. up by the Santa Claus. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm. 
Mm. It was thirty nine ninety five when I paid for it full price in uh, there it is. May two thousand when it came out on Best Buy or Circuit City. Where'd you get it from? Oh no, you had to get WCW uh, oh. fucking online. Had to send in the check and money order. Uh, no, I had to have uh, my friend's brother in law pay with his credit card, and I just gave him the money. Jesus. Um. Yeah, I cannot find how much, how many people paid in full. We'll just say less than half. Yeah, and be correct. <laughs> So how, okay, so have, of the people who paid. Now, granted, this is the one time it's not on the company, but how pissed are you when you get there and you find out that the card you thought you were going to see is not happening at all? Do they tell them in the arena, or do you just let the <laughs> night roll on and whatever happens, happens? We're, we're, it's wrestling, so they probably didn't tell them. I wouldn't tell them. Are you fucking used to half the fucking arena will leave? <laughs> we'll discuss it later. <laughs> no chance I'm telling them. We'll discuss the card later, but for last year's... yeah. Ten thousand eight hundred thirty-three in in, uh, in Charleston, Charleston, South West Carolina, Vir- West Virginia, oh, West Virginia. Ten thousand yeah. to the fourteen thousand in. It's nine thousand of Tony Schiavone's family. Yeah, but I think that one was sold out because it was a small arena anyway. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, hey, first the the first start now. It's the Heritage Bank Center. Um, BG's played there. I'm trying to see if I can find like attendance. Cyber Sunday went there in 06. See? Took until 06 again for another pay-per-view. <laughs> wow, they really got fucked on pay-per-views. They get this show and then Cyber Sunday a con- 06. A concert can hold 17,556. Basketball, 17,000. Ice hockey, 14,000. So it's not far off from sold out. It's basically sold out. Sold out was almost sold out. See what I did there? See what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, the stage is just the Titan Tron now, so I'm expecting yeah, a, that to be the I norm. I mean, it's they a, don't have money for sets. It's the same one they use for <laughs> Mayhem and uh, Starcade now. So yeah. yeah, they don't have money for sets. <laughs> don't you, you know, and here's the and I'm surprised here, the wrestlers are getting paid on. Time, so we're we're, we're we we're a plus six thousand because that Starcade was eight thousand eight five hundred eighty two for the attendance <sighs> in Washington D.C. At a big arena, and DC is a good wrestling town. Yeah, it's a good. It's just a good fight town. And so we're plus six thousand there. Commentaries: Bobby Tanay and uh, one Tony Schiavone, who looks like he's reading a hostage note when he starts going over what the fuck has happened in the company this week. So, including something huge, huge that I didn't go over yet. Yep. As I go through this, I watched it off the network. Yeah. So, so did I. So okay. Did I. Okay. 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 Cool. Um. So they cut straight to like a crowd shot of them fanning through the crowd, and then it like some weird music going. And I'm and I honestly thought it was the revolution coming out, no, but yet. it but it was the theme music yes, to the paper right And I'm just like, uh, okay. Uh, they announced that there's injuries to both Brett and Jeff Jarrett. They both have concussions. So tonight's main event for the WCW Heavyweight Championship it's Sid Vicious versus Chris Benoit. Um, okay, so yeah, they do show how they got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, for Brett, they showed the kick, and then for Jarrett, they showed the headbutt from the top. But the headbutt hits um, Benoit hits the gut. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's clearly not what it actually. And yeah. also, uh, I think Benoit concussed himself because he got up too, and he was like yeah, fucking well, completely out of it. Well, yeah, he did, you know, headbutt yeah. from fifteen feet. You know, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus man, ding! Uh, Whoa, what the? F- they have uh, they so they both. Been stripped of their titles. Um, right. More on that on Monday, by yeah. the way. These fucking titles. Uh, I guess there is a pre pregame show. 
Uh-huh. As we find, <laughs> as we find out that Conan was attacked by the revolution. Well, they had to find some way to explain what the fuck. There's nobody here. So um, I'll give you a little hit, a hint here. Yeah. Uh, behind the curtain, you're gonna learn a lot here. They had to change that match. Mm-hmm. The loser leaves W7 match because um, everybody in the match demanded to be released from their contracts. Wait, and, losers were leaving the match. <laughs> and so everybody wanted to lose. Now, sir, they all requested their release before the show. Really? And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kidman, they flat out told no, and that he was wrestling three times that That's night. That's a smart move on their part. <laughs> yeah, got to keep somebody. Oh. So they told him, yeah, he, you, we would never release you. Uh, forget about it. Uh, and now you're working against Revolution in three different matches. So, um, And they left everybody else. Like, the Revolution also demanded their release. And for the other filthy animals, they just decided not to even use Conan. That's why he got beat, he got beat down so quick in an interview thing and back there to justify the change to the card. But it's not just that they needed to do something different with the Triple Threat Theater but that everybody in that match actively went to management that day and demanded their release. So Kidman is now in the triple threat. And why is he in it? Like, just because they, because they needed, they needed something to do with triple threat theater. They decided that would be the feud to go to. And, um, he's the one that they were not going to release under any circumstances. So let's try to make a star. All right. So Kidman is now taking on Dean Malenko in a catch as catch can match. Someone should have told Dean Malenko. So that match, we'll get to that later. <laughs> Uh, Kidman, uh, Kidman is now taking on Saturn in the bunkhouse bra match and Kidman is taking on a mystery partner in the cage match. Do we know, or will it spoil later on who the revolution's third man was going to be? Well, the guy who wrestled. The guy who wrestled. It was going to be him. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was okay. going to be him all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just, you know, not awesome. Like, they didn't <laughs> announce it because, you know, that's not going to put any butts in the seats. No. So. Just weird. Like, it's going to be disappointing. You yeah, know what I mean? It was. Uh, Nash and Funk is in a hardcore match. Once again, if Na- Nash wins, he's the commissioner of W. And if Funk wins, the NWO breaks up. In she the, just had Funk win, honestly, at this point. <laughs> in the pregame show, Flair and Crowbar attack Vampiro. Now we're having a triangle match. Yeah, they had to add a match because, you know, they lost the six man. Oh, so, you know. We get Stevie Ray versus Booker T. A four the hard way match. Ming brought knobs. Uh, I, Fit Finley and Norman Smiley for the hardcore championship. I, at the same time, love and hate that pun they used for that match. I love for it. the hard way. I, I was thought like, about it. You fuckers. I hate, I, I love it, but I fucking hate you for it. I thought about it and I decided <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's so cheesy. It's so right? good. For the hard way. In fact, if I'm, next time I have a fantasy book, that's going to be a thing. That'd be your pay-per-view uh, call. So you don't you actually should rename it the the Fight of Five Way. Be five for fighting. God damn it. <laughs> we have Medusa versus Oklahoma for the Cruiserweight Championship. We in a shoot fight is gonna be Tank Abbott versus Huckleberry Flynn. Uh, Jerry Flynn. Kid in there, part of that match. <laughs> a match that has been added to the pay-per-view is Big Vito and Johnny the Bull versus the Harris Boys. Oh, oh good. God. Oh thank you, God. Now I'm glad I bought it. <laughs> I will say I did like the graphics that they. Yeah, I like the logo. Yeah. The logo is cool. The sold out logo. It's been they've, it's been since Stampede since they had a good one. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice looking. This logo. worked really well with this new I logo. Didn't mind Starcades. It wasn't so far off from what they had before, but yeah, I get what you mean though. The real good logo. Um, so let's go to our first match of the night as a catch as catch can match as it's Kidman versus <laughs> Dean Malenko. Rules are, if someone leaves the ring, they lose the match. Do you have mm-hmm. to win via submission? Or pinfall. Or pinfall. So, before we get into the match itself, 
Uh, did both guys just look so fucking pissed off to even be in the room? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dean Malenko had the the uh, lights on him, so you couldn't really tell that he was pissed until the lights came on when he did his en- after his entrance. I mean, he had every intention of just... I mean, these guys are pros. They had to know, or they had to at least be willing to work tonight. They were, except yeah. you know, it was the company's decision to, to change everything I, around. I got to say, it's funny that they changed this match to what they called here because there's going to be a, like a, a Lion's Den match. Dungeon no match. Dungeon, Dungeon match. match no which they're going to take the ropes off. Well, with, with Benoit out of it, there's no Dungeon connection. connection yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, fuck it. Just have him wrestle. Uh, so, so, I was going to ask you that real quick. So when the fuck were they going to do that match? I would if assume there was no ropes. I would assume where it is now, the beginning, so that you can just start the match, the paper with them already off, get the match going, then have a couple promos in the back or have the talk. Well, it doesn't take super long to get three ropes up with with a crew of like four or five people. Holy shit, man. Yeah. That's that's my guess, is it would have opened. I think <sighs> I don't think they changed the uh, run of the show much. I think that just to this match would have been here <laughs> and then the sixth match would have been the other one and so on and so forth. Gotcha. All right. Well, the highlights for this match is this: Dean Malenko roll, uh, rolls under the ropes and is uh, match is over. And, However, but there's confusion. There's he confusion. doesn't know it. He doesn't realize it at first that he fucked up. Yeah, because he gets in the ring, he's just ready to go. Neither does the ref right away. The Charles, announcers know it. Tony so, and Kidman know it. Yep. So Malenko rolls out of the ring and then rolls up the ramp and then I think I went fuck. Okay, in his head. Yeah. And then he will, gets back in the ring like he's ready to fight and Charles Robinson's like. Nope. Oh no! For, at first, he's like, "Okay, yeah. you can go." But then all of all of a sudden, you can look at Robinson and he touches his yep. ear. He can hear the mic. And yep. It's like, "Oh, match is over." Because yeah, commentary, yeah. Shivani's like, "It's over." Uh, I don't think he lapse knows. Of concentration. He tried to cover it. He tried yeah. real hard. Uh, Kidman was pissed. Did Yo, you see? Even more so than notes. when he came to the uh, room. My notes right there. It more. I mean, it's very apparent when he comes back out later, but. He's having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. And I, to have this happen like two minutes into the first match, you can see him You can see him muttering to himself walking back up the ramp. I will say this. Dropping F hard F bombs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kidman and Malenko look, both look pissed walking back. But I will say commentary tried to save it by Shivani going, well, this is good for him because he has two more matches tonight and this is going to yeah. save him some energy. Tony tried really yeah. hard. So He, he tried. Should we take these one at a time then? Should yeah. Just... Yeah. What a way to go out for Malenko, huh? Right? <laughs> you just rolled out of the ring, Doc. That's a wrap on Team Malenko. Gail Kimnis. <laughs> <laughs> just accidentally. <laughs> so here's I gave it a quarter of a star. Yep. I mean, what is. are you gonna do, man? <laughs> the rules are simple. Go to the floor and you lose. So two minutes in, Malenko goes to the floor. <laughs> Symbolic start to the night. Uh by two and a half minutes that went. I actually Gave it to higher than that because, like, when they were initially, it was fine, but then just I was stoked at first originally because you're like, they've never done a Malenko Kidman match one on one, and that would have been great. Still didn't, (laughs) yeah, they still didn't. (laughs) No opportunity missed. God damn it, yeah, what a way to go out, guys. Uh, has anybody ever left worse? At a company that dated Malenko? Gail Kim. <laughs> he did it accidentally. <laughs> she just threw herself over the ropes. She was like, fuck you! <laughs> I got Robert Irvine at home. She went on fingers a-blazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got that trash bag full of clothes. Yeah. 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 Um, Could have been worse. Did you hear about Chelsea Green? She got Natalia's shit in a bag. 
<laughs> she had to melt into Natalia. Jesus Christ. So she got fired too? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she was, she went they on a podcast. the wrong locker. Yeah. She's like, you well, fucking morons. I mean, it could be worse. I got Natty stuff. <sighs> like, Amazing. Wow. That company, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's, let's see what they're trying to mimic as are we get a history from Crowbar losing to Vampiro on <laughs> History Thunder. of three days ago. Uh, then we go to com- we get commentaries like, all right, let's go to Hudson in the back with Vampiro. Wait, we're going to a package? Never mind. Then the history of this triangle match. There's uh, a lot of turmoil behind the scenes as well yeah. on this day that I will get into the next well, day. Well, that later. So there is a ton of shit happening at the show. So they show the like the montage of the uh, Flair, Crowbar, Vampiro. But then also the throwing in the NWO and Arn storyline in this. I'm like... Well, it's because it's, it's tied in. It is yeah. tied in, but, it, you know, I, it was just weird. And Vampiro has no part to be in it. Uh, we go backstage, though, with Hudson Vampiro. Vampiro says that he's going to beat up both two, both of them. And then all of a sudden, Masahiro Chono shows up. <laughs> I just wrote, Chono is yeah. here? <laughs> and talks in the camera. And then, like, Tanae's like, yep, he's trying to prove a point in, to New Japan. Huh? Corey. Corey? So, <laughs> what the fuck? So, so, like I told you, they had irreparably damaged the uh, relationship with New Japan with the whole Jushin Liger racist-ass uh, tequila bottle title change. So they bring the Ming of and Chono. Then, Got it. Okay. And then, and then uh, they don't deliver Goldberg through no fault of their own and have to replace him with a guy pretty much retired. And then they bring Chono in. They fly him in. Mm-hmm. To interrupt a, a promo. A Vampiro promo. In the second match of a pay-per-view. And then not be seen again until the next night. In an angle that has nothing to do with, with what happened tonight. So again, WCW, everybody. Yep. That's just... I wish I could give you more, but that's literally what happened. Oh, God almighty. All right, I'll give you more here with this our next match as it was Vampiro versus David Flair versus Crowbar. Well, the match is really hey, a handy. There was a David Flair crowbar promo, sir. Was there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was. They're going to break their bones. I can see why you forgot about it. Pick his flesh, and then Daphne's going to have his way with, with yep. the rest. They're going to eat him. So that match comes up next. <laughs> uh, basically, you this match. these days? Yes. No. Holy fuck. Yeah. It's worth. Yeah. No. It's, uh, have you ever been uh, in Springfield on Saturday no, night? No, no, no. <laughs> How dare you? Picture I saw don't look nothing like that. The can't go check her cameo out. Oh well, that's some. Yeah, I haven't checked no cameo yet. Yeah, because I ain't about that life, you dog. Check the cameo out, then you go. You've been in Springfield on Saturday night. Probably machete. Probably. Uh, match is basically a handicap match. Vampiro gets his moments until basically. Huh. I don't know why the fuck it wasn't a handicap match, but you know. Yep. Uh, Crowbar goes to the outside. Dave Flair gets back in the ring. Vampiro then throws him out and then does a suicide dive. Loud David sucks chance in this crowd. Yes. yes. Uh, oh my and, god. Uh, loud and constant. Um, also, Vampiro. No. So when he was wrestling Crowbar, real good stuff actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No sold everything David did to him. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that," and just chopped him harder. He was like, "Fuck you. You ain't part of this." Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, that's, that's how I felt. Vampiro ain't exactly the guy that's gonna carry a worker like David Flair to something good. No. And I think he knew that. Yeah, I'm not going to try. try. I'm not going to try. Uh, then all of a sudden, Tanae brings up Ric Flair and wonder how he feels about David's now uh, ways, even though we haven't seen him since Halloween Havoc. Well, he cares. Yeah, he's trying to leave. Yep. That's all. Right. 
Uh, Vampiro does a double baseball slide to the out. He dominates most of the match. Crowbar does a somersault over the top rope to the outside. Crowbar does a big splash to the outside. Vampiro does a big, like, release superplex. That's cool. That's, like, a fucking cool spot. Crowbar goes for a powerbomb, but Vampiro tries to do what Kidman does. The face buster, but lands on his butt. Chant, crowd chants, you fucked up. Yeah, they do. All those ECW vibes in this arena tonight. Uh, Because ECW had made inroads into Ohio. Oh, man. Flair has Vampiro in what we call figure four. Crowbar then does a splash over the top rope and to stop the figure four. Daphne gets in the middle of them two, and then David shoves her to the side. And uh, uh, then after a little bit, they make out. But you can see that David's looking to see if Vampiro is going to come up because he's going to roll him up. He has no... So yeah, no he, aptitude for this business at all. He doesn't. Uh, Vampiro it's, hits David with the nail in the coffin for the win. It's more egregious the next night. 10 minutes and 32 seconds. Jesus. Like I said, uh, the stuff between Vampiro and Crowbar was decent. It was actually somewhat entertaining, but oh my God. I, just, I actually I loved him just no-selling everything from David Flair. It was so great. Uh, before you go, Corey, I, I agree. I love the fact like a lot of this match, it was just... Um, Vampiro chucking David to the outside or just getting him in the corner <laughs> so he can face, you know, it's like, uh, in my mind, it's like the, uh, like three brothers fighting with each other and the little ones try and get involved, but someone's just shoving them to the way, like, get the fuck out of here. Us two are going to battle. And that's how this match was to me. One star. Oh, there it is. This was, uh, I thought this was just weird. Why didn't the tag champs work together as like a handicap match instead of a triple threat? Terrible execution. Just not good. I was just like, well, these are your tag champs. They lost to Vampiro. So that's cool. That's, that's sad, bodes well. <laughs> hey, guys, you know what also bodes well? Uh, Buff Bagwell just showed up to the arena. So that's about right. I'm a superstar. I mean, why would you be on time to this fuck fest of a show? Uh, we got a mean Jane with the Mama Lukes. And uh, Disco is now Johnny the Bulls and Big Vito's protege. <laughs> oh, okay. And they're going to break the thumbs of the Harris boys. Is this like Daniel Bryan being the Miz's Miz. rookie? Like, what are, we, what are we doing? Yep. I know, so, like, Disco's not exactly great, but, like, come th- on, man. Uh, you want to know what this really is? This is, oh, shit, Linguini in a bag of breadsticks uh, fucking bailed on us. Yep. So, uh... Oh, um, breadsticks gone? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so now uh, Disco's their manager. They That's go back weird. to, uh... The other fuck nut company, the, the outlaw mud show. Yeah, he he's going to the land of extreme eventually. Yep, is he now? Yeah. Hmm. So yep. our, our next match is the Harris Boys versus Johnny the Bull and Big Vita with Disco as their manager. Uh, hmm. Who do we root for for this? If we had to, I'm going Mama Luke's because there's fucking Nazis on the other side. That's true. Right. And uh, you know me, I'm a Disco stand, so always it, Disco. In my mind, if you watch it, it looks like the Harris Boys comes out as baby faces. They are. But, they are. But then midway through the match, they go heel. They're, well, they're in Cincinnati, Joe. Don't. That's let, true. Just don't let the facts get in the way of what happens. I, well, so, I, I get. I know that, but I'm just saying, the Harris Boys come out as like they get a pop, and they're the they're the baby faces. Well, it's because they they kill Jews on the yes, off day. But so. then, like mid match, all of a sudden they like start, fuck you, it's like the, Scott it's Steinering. The, it's the March shot. Connection, yeah. Cincinnati. You know, it's terrible people, and is what it is. Fuck the Reds. Uh, Ron with the big side slam uh, during the match. Uh, they're trying to find out uh, 
how Tony Schiavone knows the difference between each of the Harris boys, and he says it's the tattoos. But in reality, Ron had, was wearing an armband, and the other one wasn't. Well, it's also with his tattoos. Tattoos are different. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, one has the SS on the left arm, and one has it on the right arm. So, uh, which, which one had the armband? Was it Ron? It was Ron. Yeah, his, tar- his tattoos are also just darker. He just, like... So, uh, Tanae uh, and Bobby call that intense investigation, and <laughs> Tony's just like, I'm be- doing my just, job. So, like, you guys are job. fucking morons. Yeah. Also, yeah, I'm going to bring this up right now because it happens throughout the night. Uh, what the fuck was with Soundbite Bobby Heenan? Oh, he's checked out. What? He was just yelling video game lines. He's like a he's like a Jim Ross on most episodes of Dynamite. Oh, my God. Just like, he'd be like a headlock outside. What up, whatever? Like, yep. Nope, no, it wasn't, Bobby. Oh, it's like there's a, nope. oh, there's, I think it was in the last match, and they're doing like, he's like, look out! And it's like a headlock. Like, I'm like, uh, what's happening? My God, why dude. I, why are we getting over, you know, Bobby overdoing it with this one? He's checked out and he's almost done. Yeah. Uh, back and forth match here. Crowd chance DOA. Um, Harris boys. Uh, I, hate uh, I, mean, <laughs> I hate them so much. Uh, Disco tries to screw over Big Vito, so he shoves him off the top rope, but Vito clotheslines Ron for the win. Nine minutes and 33 seconds. That's, that's not good. Well, just nothing. I mean, the Nazis lost, so good news there, I guess. Three quarters of a star. This was added at the last moment. Apparently, this company really hates its fans. Anyway, the Mamelukes win. Is there? That's all I got. Okay. I mean, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, we go backstage with Medusa and Spice. Medusa saying she's fed up with Oklahoma mm-hmm. and she's going to get her title like back. Like that non-Spice blonde, too. Non-Spice yes. blonde. Uh, non-blonde Spice. Oh, my hey God. Now. Four We're, non-Spices. Working for me. I don't know about you, dog, but I'm I'm fine. Give me a lo- Way works. less Medusa and a lot more spice, please. Yes. That'd that be work, fantastic. That, work, that does work for me, dog. <laughs> Let's go to our next match, and I guess it's for the Cruiserweight Championship as um, it's made. Oh, it is. They say plainly it's for the yeah, Cruiserweight Championship. But it's not your normal contenders as it's, it's Medusa. A, it's a woman against a guy who's fat and weighs way more than the fucking Cruiserweight limit. Medusa and Oklahoma. I think this is like JR and Jan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does involve barbecue sauce in the boudoir. Oh, oh with, without question. That's, that's how he spits. That's, he takes a shot of barbecue sauce and makes a blue chew. No, what he does, <laughs> lube it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, Oklahoma does that's a speech about how... painful. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you've done it uh, for years, like JR. It's, it's, well, not for him. It's yeah. sweet. leather, raw leather. <laughs> it, it's sweet barbecue sauce. It's fine. It's like rawhide down yeah. there. <laughs> now it's extra. That dog will hunt. <laughs> Uh, Oklahoma does a speech about how men are the more dominant species, calls guys who like women wrestlers mama boys, tells Medusa to get Jeez, her... I wonder who wrote this one. Tells Medusa to get her silicone jugs out here so that they can just bounce around. Well, that part is... I mean, he's, that's, he's dead on there. And my favorite part is Medusa does come out wearing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey for a player that used to play for the Bengals. So Oklahoma's the... Face? What the fuck is happening? I think the story was, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, that she was actually banging that guy. Oh, uh, okay. That's the story. Well, then. Yeah. Um, so Spice is here, so my day broke <laughs> up. Yeah, well, Oklahoma bell rings. Bell rings. Oklahoma with a couple multiple snap mirrors with Medusa's hair. Medusa throws Oklahoma to the turnbuckle. 
and he falls, and she hits her head in the groin. Oklahoma goes outside. It was actually a good save by her because he fucked the spot up. Yeah. You don't say. An untrained wrestler yeah. fucked the spot he up. He fell, so she saved it a little bit, actually. It was yeah. actually a pretty good save by her. Oklahoma goes to the outside, grabs the barbecue sauce, but Spice grabs him. Then Asia runs down and beats up Oklahoma. They throw him back into the ring, but then all of a sudden, Oklahoma rolls up Medusa for the win. They have two China imitators yep. beating up on Oklahoma in the same match. Yep. And okay. he still wins. All right. Uh, match goes two minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, new cruiserweight champion, Oklahoma. After the match, though, all three girls beat him up and pour barbecue sauce in his singlet. This was so beyond painful to watch. Quarter of a star. Yep. Jesus. Yep. What the bloody hell. Yep. That's all I got. I, I mean... We'll it's, get into it. A lot of this stuff is not rectified, but um, diverted in 24 hours. Yeah. But like, I just, like, imagine you're somebody in the crowd who isn't, um, like, a Cincinnati fan, so you don't suck at life and aren't a piece of shit. You're just, like, a good wrestling fan. You're like, what? Why are we here? What are we doing? I actually have a story. At this I point. could have been anywhere else doing anything else tonight. In my uh, search for notes for this show, I went to a Reddit forum. Ooh. And I read about a fan who was a loyal WCW guy. Loyal WCW guy. Who bought this pay per view. Hmm. Is that and, $39.95? Yeah, at the time. Yep. He made it through this match. Yep. Turned off the pay per view he paid money for. Never watched WCW again. Became a Doya fan that night. The next night, he turned on Raw. He had never watched Raw while Nitro was on. He turned on Raw. Never went back to Nitro. Yeah. Did you buy this? some good stuff. By the way. Huh? Did you buy this? No. I was uh, working. Okay. Did you watch it any time then? When I bought the home video. Okay. Uh, I think it was May 2000 it came out. Because these so take months to come out. Yeah. Um, that's when I saw it. Okay. What did you think the first time you saw it? And how much was edited on the, on the video? None. By that point, they weren't editing. Okay. Because uh, you, you remember the early 90s WCW pay-per-views that were yep. chopped down to two hours on video. Yep. None. Um, and I, it was as bad as I had heard it was. And I was like, well, that's pretty much the death of... Yep, pretty much right. Bye, so bye, Mr. WCW. If WCW bye. had nine lives, this was like the seventh to the one. It was like the seventh life that... Yeah, nine runs out about July, right? In, right. No, in nine runs out in March two thousand one. So eight is in July. <laughs> yeah, eight eight is in July yeah. uh, in uh, Daytona in Beach. Daytona Beach, brother. Nine's around. Uh, where the fuck are they? Nine's around the time that motherfucker. What's that fucking town they're in? Um, that fucking. Where does it end? Cabo Vila, like. That's right. Uh, Some horseshit fucking resort town in Florida. It's pretty much. Uh, oh. No, nine is when that fucking new head of. Programming takes over in TNT. That's that's the day he d- that really died. Let's go to. No, I'm not gonna say that for the hard way. Do it, do it, Joe. We, well, we first gotta go to one Mean Gene. I know with I know. Brian Nobbs. As Nobbs says that Fit Finley deserves all the credit for this. However, in uh, in the match though, uh, Nobbs will attack Smiley, Smiley, and Ming, and then he'll go after Finley. The student has become the master. Um, no, you haven't. Okay. Student, you've been wrestling for fucking 15 years, right? 
Goddamn. So let's go to our next boy. A nasty boy. What in the fuck? Whose idea was to make Brian Knobs a young boy? Who the fuck? Scott Hall. It's like someone starting on raw creative and going, I have a new idea for that AJ Styles guy. He's a young boy. Let's have him work his way up. He's going to be a young boy for somebody. If someone did that to like Stone Cold (laughs) in his, you know, in 99, like 2000. AJ is going to learn from Jinder Mahal. I mean, <laughs> they do have him beating Jeff Hardy on main event. I mean, I'm fine with it. So uh, if I'm not, they can still get. Hey, don't hinder the gender. They can still get money out of Jeff Hardy. Hey, gender versus Jeff Hardy is a money match. That's WrestleMania main <laughs> event, sir. A main event. How dare you? It is a main event anywhere in the world, wherever main event airs, <laughs> which is like <laughs> Eastern Europe and well, Afghanistan. Main event Eastern Europe and <laughs> Afghanistan. Then. So yeah, Joe, go ahead. I'm, uh, I'm blanking his name right now. Who is the German Berlin. Re- huh? German wrestler WWF tried to do? Oh, Brockus. Brockus. This is Stone Cold taking lessons from Brockus. Yes, Brockus. Can you please teach Stone Cold how to work? <sighs> Brockus is coming. Still waiting for that one, but we're we're gonna go to four. The hard way. There it is. I like it. So stupid. I, like I love it. it. Norman Smiley, Fit Finley, Ming, and Brian Knobs for the hardcore. What was Smiley wearing? What was his outfit tonight? Uh, was it a hockey get up tonight or was it football? I think it was football. Football. I don't think it was hockey. I think it was football. For the hardcore championship. Oh, here it is. Norman Smiley is out in SWAT gear. That's oh, right. That's right because <laughs> right, he didn't oh, match. So he was the original member of the Shield. Yes. Uh, Nobs and right. Finley are dressed alike. Ming takes down uh, Finley and Nobs while Smiley is standing there with a trash can. Smiley then hits Ming with the trash can and goes, oh shit. However, in this for the hard way, Nobs and Finley work together the entire time. They should have. Well, they should have, yeah, but you know. Well, Nobs, at, Nobs talked about it. But he says that he'll take them down tonight. Just Eventually. Eventually. He talked about being a team. Yeah. Getting rid of the other two and then taking him out. Yeah, well, he never does take his partner out. Uh, Nobs hits Ming with the chair, but <laughs> well, Ming uh, clotheslines him right after. Ming throws Nob through a table that was laying on the ring. Smiley and Finley fight through the crowd. Smiley tries to hit Nob with the uh, a, uh, baton, but Nobs hits Smiley with the SWAT shield for the win. Uh, six minutes and 11 seconds after the match, Smiley tries to hug Ming. But Ming throws him to the outside. Anybody who thought that Hulk Hogan was gone for good should have known better once Brian Hobbs was getting any kind of a push. Yeah. Um, this, this match could have had more. It really felt you could, lacking. You could have had more time. They could have given you know, some more time and had them do some other stuff. Malenko left. Maybe not have the Mama Luke's Paris boys. Yeah. Like these four acts, uh, you know, are more or less over. So just and it's they can have a fun little brawl. I don't, yeah. Like I even in my notes, I have that they like entered the ring around like three or four times the entire match. They brought on the outside the entire time, and the only time they got into the ring was to try to do a pinfall. Like that was it. One star. Yeah. This was a WWE hardcore match. You know what you're gonna get. That's what I put. But before we go any further, can I just go back? Yeah. Quarter of a star, one star, three quarters of a star, quarter star, one star. That's the first five matches on this card. One of those matches involved Kidman and Dean Malenko. Yep. It's not good. 
Not good, Bob. But what is it? my question here, Joe? What's Billy Kidman going to do now when he's taking on uh, Sting's favorite wrestler in a bunkhouse brawl? Well, let's go to it. As our sixth match of the night, Kidman versus Saturn in a bunkhouse brawl match. Back to back. <sighs> Hardcore matches. Hardcore matches. Yep. Like, oh my God. It's like, so at this point I was like, fucking Christ, we're just ECW now. Just a reason I uh, hated that shit. Hey, hey Ugh. you may not like ECW, but don't call this ECW. <laughs> Ah, this is WWE. It's basically the same level for ECW. me. Uh, Kidman goes uh, is on the top, dangling on the top rope. Saturn hits a springboard clothesline off the second rope. That's cool. The outside. It was. It was a brutal. Again, that was a brutal. Also, before you get in the match, yeah. uh, Kidman came out, took the shirt off, fucking pissed. Oh my yeah. god, dude, is he having a night? He's just hoping this match goes a little better than the first one. Holy shit! But yeah, that move, and he took a sick bump off of that. He did. Uh, for the chunk of the match, commentary brings up the main event and the new main event, Sid and Ben Walks. So they're trying to talk it up. I mean, you gotta try. You gotta try. Saturn uses, uh, during the match, Saturn does use Kidman's uh, shirt to toss him around the ring. Kidman with the over-the-top head scissors takedown. Saturn with the powerbomb. Uh, Sa- Saturn hits an over-the-head suplex over the top rope through a table. Kidman's head hits the apron and he goes through the table. So... I forgot they set the table up. They went back into the ring, did some moves, and he threw both off. I was like, Jesus, fuck. Oh, God, there's a table. I, I completely <laughs> forgot the table was there. I thought he tried to literally kill Kidman. I was like, holy because he threw him high. And I will say that's good on the wrestling part on in a way of that you forgot that the table was there because of the it fact scared that. the shit. I was like. Halfway paying attention, I saw him leave the screen. I was like, oh, fuck! They went hard on him. He's out with heart. Uh, Saturn gets Kidman, puts him back in the ring, but uh, Kidman kicks out at two. Kidman hits some type of back body drop off the term, uh, top turnbuckle. Uh, looked like it was going to be a power bomb. It was because he was going to, uh, Saturn was going to flip over, uh-huh. but something happened and Kidman just does a back body drop. Um, because then the next move was a power bomb that Kidman reversed into a face buster for oh, the win. Of yeah, you don't you don't do that. So they went to the same spot. So this is what they were going to do: a top rope face buster. Uh, Kidman wins minute uh, ten minutes and five seconds. Once again, Kidman storms off because he is pissed. Yeah, because the ending was botched. I uh, I enjoyed the match actually a lot. Oh, that was fun. I went two and three quarters. All right, we're above one. So nice, so right? It was easily the best match at this point. Yep. But something was missing. Probably the fact that both people didn't want to be out there. I didn't get that. I just felt there was something not clicking perfectly. They were trying. I'm not saying they weren't trying, because they definitely were. The only I that, just felt there I was think, something off. Uh, the only thing that would have been off would have been Saturn's talent, because he didn't have any. <laughs> Other than that, Kidman was fine. Pretty overrated, right? Um, <laughs> I love it. Then you know, we, he's worse than Big Show. Fuck that guy. Then we get promos from Stevie Ray when he's in the hood. <sighs> Where was oh, this hood? Uh, Texas. Actually, I wrote it in my notes. This, this uh, 110th Street Harlem looks a lot like South Texas. <laughs> right. Funny enough. We got to admit, Houston Heat doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, Houston Where's Booker? Heat. That's San Antonio Spark. Where's Booker? Stevie, Stevie Ray says that terrible. he remembers where he's from, but Booker doesn't. Uh, Stevie Ray keeps running into people as people are asking, hey, where's Booker T? They visit their favorite barbershop, and Mr. Harris says, hey, man, where's Booker T at? 
Um, terrible. I'm surprised they didn't have him go get fucking fried chicken. Stevie Ray grape soda. Like Jesus Christ, yeah, right? dude. Barber shop, and then a bunch of homeless black people. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. could this be more fucking stereotypical, <laughs> dude? Uh, Stevie Ray once again says Booker T. He's like shooting dice in the alley. Like, what are we doing? I thought he was going to end the promo with Mammy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stevie Ray once again says Booker T. Turned his back on the hood, and Stevie Ray turned his that, and that's why Stevie turned his back on him. Jesus. That's not what I appreciate about him. <laughs> and then we go to Mean Gene with Stevie Ray. So we get a Stevie Ray promo, and then we go to Stevie Ray with you Mean know what? Gene. You know what this comic doesn't have enough of? Stevie, Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. Good God. There were, As he says something They're about, trying to get the glory days of the fight over the NWO black and white B team. Hey, you go back and listen. That was some fucking good shit. Yeah. That was... When they, like, when they went full comedy, <laughs> dude, Stevie Ray was... Like, he like won MVP like two weeks because like, it was good. It's like fuck it, let's just give Stevie Ray more airtime. <laughs> That's not this. This not is this terrible. <laughs> so then we get that Stevie Ray, and then our next match is Stevie Ray versus Booker hey, T. At least they're now doing promos that lead into the correct match. They're so like, here's <laughs> right. this, and here's the next Benoit match. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> we, uh, before we start the match, okay. Let's talk about Booker's outfit. Uh, the oh. as I have it, the the dusty red leather low, oh, super oh. low V's uh, wow. singlet. I was like, "What are you, Prince? What <laughs> is this? This is an interesting choice." <laughs> so uh. it was like a leather singlet with a V cut that like went to his belly button. You know what it looked like? It looked like they cut this part off and made it Midnight's outfit. <laughs> yeah, and then he got the rest. Was like Mid- midnight got her top, and then they're like, you know, what? Oh, Jesus, the rest. Dude. I was like, is he going to start teaming with uh, the Prince formerly known as Prince Ikea? Like, is <laughs> oh god. Then Booker. Booker T gets to talk before the match, of he as does. he says, you know, he he hasn't forgot where he he's from. Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. Stevie Ray has, and that's why Stevie Ray turned his back on me. So the same. Got Booker it. T tells Midnight to stay in the back. Uh, we get a back and forth match, a pretty slow match in my mind. Uh, <laughs> Slow pace. Uh, they try to pl- uh, play the play the match off like they knew each other moves. Well, well they should. Just, they're, so. they're brothers. <laughs> uh, however, as Stevie Ray is about to win, Ahmed Johnson. Nope. That's right. Ahmed Johnson runs down and attacks Booker T. That ends the match at six thirty. Ahmed and Stevie Ray beat up Booker T. Midnight comes down and just watches as. Stevie Ray says, let's go, Big T. So, we have Big T in WCW. <sighs> Corey. And also, by the way, guys, they're the new Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat 2000. Well, they haven't said that yet. Yeah. No. But, uh, so I actually somewhat, it was weird. Right before the match started, I was kind of into it. Uh, just I like brother versus brother. Like it's, it's they're usually good stuff. They usually have like, if not if not good match, good chemistry anyways. And I actually like the chemistry in the ring between the two. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a little more stiff, which you would expect with brothers. That's fine. You trust each other. Um, I didn't know when this fuck nut showed up. I didn't know it was here. <laughs> I was just like, no, no, we no, we can't be here already. Uh, and Big T. Oh, he bigger. Looks like a... Uh, looks like he ate a cruiserweight. <laughs> looks like he ate, ate Alma Johnson. He ate three cruiserweights. Says now he is like... He looked they, three times the size. Tony's like, look at the size of his arms. And 
traps. And, and guts. The fact that he put on about 70 fucking pounds. Is that why he's running the fanny pack so you don't pay attention to the gut? Straight off, by the way, straight off of filming the VH1 original movie about the life and times of Tupac, uh, Big T there playing Suge Knight in the movie. I need to find this movie. Dog. He's only in it for like a second. Dog. Never mind then. What? Yeah, he plays Suge Knight. But how... That's like a giant role. How was he only in the movie for like a second? Uh, it, it, there's like a party. There's like a pool party that he's hosting in two bucks. That's but, but like, why he has <laughs> a second career is Suge Knight. What in the <laughs> fuck? Fuck VH1. What Suge, the fuck? Suge Knight is a huge part of... I know. I know. He Death got Row him killed. Records. Yeah, he got I, him killed. I was around at the time, guys. I know. <laughs> I know the story. I mean, Orlando Anderson killed him. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I know. He had him killed. It was, 100%. Yeah. He paid Orlando Anderson. Uh, so, uh, uh, a star in three quarters. Okay. I wrote, this was slugging along. And then, great googling, moogly, Ahmed fucking Johnson. Fuck. Uh, and the crowd let it be known that it was Ahmed Johnson. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I slightly, I like, I remember him showing up, and I agree with you, Boobo. I did not know when. I knew it was coming, tea. but I'd forgotten it. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. All right. So, so uh, hold on. So my question, Corey. Yeah. Did they call him in early because of what happened the week this week? I think he was always due to to interfere in the first match. Okay. So I think he was coming in regardless. But just like it, it's on brand for this week that also Ahmed Johnson shows up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is the Ahmed Johnson of fucking pay per views. So you're not wrong. All right. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna mean Gene with Great Sid, who looks movie. like he has a face that his face is constipated. Um, Sid says he's gonna, him and Ben Rawl are gonna throw their friendship aside. It's because Sid just saw Ahmed Johnson walk out. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're gonna have an all-out war tonight. Well, I hope scary. so. So let's go to our next Save match. This fucking show. As boys, is a shoot fight, not a block match. Bullshit. Should have been a block Should've match. Should have been a block match. As it's Tank Abbott versus Huckleberry Flynn, Jerry Flynn. Uh, it points to this match. I almost started. I almost scored it. I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, at one point. Well, one guy's not a real shoot fighter. And then there's also Jerry Flynn. So Jerry Flynn uh, is a world champion in, I forgot the discipline. It's point fighting, though. So it's not full contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but he, so he has, I mean, skill somewhat. Uh, yeah. At one point, he, like. He, he tried for a double leg on Tank Abbott and pushed him into the corner. Tank was like, oh, we're doing that? And just, he fucking wailed on him. And Jerry Flynn knocked that shit off real quick. Because they got a little stiff here in a second. And then, so at one point after he did that, Jerry Flynn got mad and kicked him, like for real, in the gut. And then Tank Abbott got mad, and, and then it they cooled down real quick. Because I yeah. think the ref was like, hey, it's not real, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know yeah. we said shoe fight. It's WCW. <laughs> as, uh, as in my notes that... Uh, Abbott reverses an armbar into a powerbomb. Abbott then throws a punch but misses it and has to throw another one to hit the TKO punch. Uh, this match went one minute and 39 seconds. That's a terrible armbar by Jerry Flynn, too. Jesus Christ. So bad. Yeah, I don't... Why is Tank here? This, this is so bad. Because Ken Shamrock was in WWE at the time. Oh, man. What did you give us? Did you give us anything? Oh, oh, no idea. Oh, we got it. it Quarter of a star. It's under two. That's what I'm saying. Quarter of a star. 
This sucked. <laughs> Jesus, is this show bad? Then we get a hit history of uh, Buff DDP as Kimberly and oh, Kimberly. God damn it. As our next match is a last man standing match between DDP and Buff Bagwell. So, I'm going to go in order real quick. Yeah. <clears throat> Oklahoma defeated Medusa. Yeah. Then you had four the hard way. Uh-huh. Then a bunkhouse brawl. Uh-huh. Then Booker T and Stevie Ray with Big T showing up uh-huh. in a weird brawl. Yeah. Then a shoot fight. Uh-huh. And now you have a fucking like death feud over a woman. Yes. Jesus Christ. Last man standing match. When was the last, last one? man standing match? When was the last? Has there ever been a last man standing match? Yeah, DDP and Savage. Have, 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 Havoc 97. That was last man standing? That was, I was gonna, yeah. that's, my, that's my question to you is when was the last? Yeah. Last Man Standing. God, how did Havoc have such a good show? Holy yep. fuck, dude. Same night that Savage pretty much ended his career to save yep. Hogan and Piper. Yep. And we got Ray and Eddie. Yeah. Mm. That show. Uh, they fight through the crowd. Let's watch that. They fight right. in a pen- oh, penalty box area. They both punch each other and they both go down they at were, one spot. They were so confused where they were at. Like, guys, it's a penalty box. Yeah. It's clearly a penalty box. It's clearly a hockey rink. They obviously don't watch hockey. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It, it, it was funny because they both punch each other and they both go down. And Tony's like, oh, it must be slippery over there or something if they both slipped. It's like, what? God damn it. Uh, they fight near the W location. They both grab a computer monitor and then throw it at each other. That was weird, dude. Like, I get it was like supposed to be the chair thing, but like those monitors back then, not, not cheap. cheap. Yeah. Oh my god, that is like thousands of dollars they just destroyed. Uh, DDP breaks a keyboard over the back of Buff. That was you cool. could fairly say that about any point of this pay per view. That was so cool. Uh, Buff the keys climb- flew everywhere. Yeah, Buff climbs the set and drops an elbow through the table. And then all of a sudden, it's like you, they show the replay, and he went up like two rings of the little stage. Well, we like, missed the first time. We just saw him oh, fly yeah. into screen. Yeah. Yeah. So it looked cool yeah. but the first time. They just left it at that. But, boys, this is a last minute standing match, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. The ref's not making any counts. Well, you know. Well, only in the ring, guys. Don't let that worry about you. All right. So the ref's not making it's not any counts. It's not false count anywhere. It's last man standing. Get it right. Come on. Come on. Do your job, host. <laughs> Uh, they mo- they both get knocked down inside the ring. The ref starts making the counts. Uh, the one time a ref in history is counting one, two, three. Yeah. For like, why of this? Why are you picking now to do this? Get your asses up. One, two, three. <laughs> asses up. Four, five, six. Face Page, down. You, ass up. You just light light the. Uh, Page that up gets up at nine. Uh, Buff then hits a blockbuster. DDP gets up at nine. All of a sudden, Buff's now the boss man as he pulls out his baton and starts <laughs> right? attacking DDP. I was like, where the fuck did he get that? Um, di- DDP then hits the diamond cutter. As this as this happening, Kimberly comes down, but commentary is saying that Buff held the ropes during yeah, the diamond cutter. Definitely didn't. Did not. Definitely took the diamond cutter, but he, okay. He went down. Was he supposed to? Yes. Yes, okay. yes he was. Because they redo the spot the next night. <laughs> Damn it. Because Buff <laughs> gets up at nine on the diamond cutter for the win. God damn it. Uh, 11 minutes and 19 seconds after the match, Kimberly gets on the apron and... Uh, uh, heals it up. Heals it up, and uh, DDP attacks Buff. However, Kimberly doesn't look happy about the fact that Buff got hurt. 
Nothing like uh, not learning from your mistakes in the past to creative teams in WCW. Uh, let's just put another marriage that's having a problem right smack dab in the middle of an angle on TV and see what happens. Worked out well the last time. Well, it didn't work out well this time either. Well, at least Kimberly lived. That's true. DDP <laughs> is a lot of things, but he's not a murderer. Or is he? Well, I mean... He murdered my enjoyment in this match. <laughs> uh, man, I know the fans were eating this shit up, but fuck, this was terrible. I gave it three stars. Jesus. Good. I mean, that's not exactly it. It's the highest match of the night so far, but it's not like... It was entertaining. I didn't mind it, but... It was... I mean, wow. It, it may have just been compared yeah, to... One, one and a quarter for me. Wow. I fucking hated this uh, match. I didn't wow. mind it. I didn't love it, but yeah. I didn't mind it. That's why I was like, three? I was like, what the fuck did I give it? <laughs> Good fight. They fought as they... I did put... Uh, maybe it's because I said they fought as they should. Like, they didn't come in and do a collar and elbow tie-up. And, and that's fair. A lot of um, no... Uh, yeah. I did write surprised Buff went over. But, yeah. you know... Right? Didn't see that coming. I I, I agree. Like, how do you lose by hitting a DDP... A diamond gun? How does, how does right? the guy that hits the move like, uh, lose? What is happening? That's all sting uh, bullshit. I mean, hey, hey. <laughs> sure, bro. It's sold out, 2000. Need I say more? <laughs> like, the guy... But my one question to you is, how does the last diamond cutter in a 11-minute match, and there he's gone almost, what, 20-something with Goldberg, 17-plus with Macho, but he hits one diamond cutter, and all of a sudden, he's down for the count. Uh, we're going to ask you not to think about that. Yeah. Okay. That whole thing? I wouldn't worry about that. Shall we go to our next match? Yes, let's. Our 10th match of the night. It's Caged Heat. Another Caged gimmick heat. in a row. It's Hell in a Cell. As it's... Light. Uh, light. As it's Kidman versus The Wall. Surprise, bro. It's The Wall. So, Corey. Uh, yeah. So, I guess, A, for you guys. Uh, what a surprise. Yeah. Um, cool. Number two. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Haven't they had... Uh, yeah, because the Chamber of Horrors been around the ringside. Yeah, like they they've had cages that went this yep. big. They were mm-hmm. like, we have never seen a cage. I'm like, bullshit! You haven't seen a cage this big before. You have to remember, you had Hell in the Cell first, fuckers. Yeah, you did it first. <laughs> like Halloween Havoc '97 had that rat cage. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You you have to remember, on last Nitro, Bobby has never seen a move as Saturn falling from the crowd right yeah. to through the table, and then. Later but, that night, Snooker does this cage, and I'd never seen that. But at least that was the other company. That's you true. literally had this cage before WWF. <laughs> like, Don't let that get in the way of a good story. Uh, this looked bigger than Hell in the Cell, though. This was a big cage. Taller. Yeah. It was taller. taller. Real big. Um, also looked more sturdy. As, as, as Corey just, <laughs> just said. Foley. As Corey just told me about this whole situation <laughs> about the diamond cutter and how Paige lost. About this cage, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about those it's, things. Uh, d- it's sold out 2000. Uh, wall, how surprised. Douglas never. comes out and talks about the revolution is going to take, has taken out every member of the filthy animals. And then he goes, and by the way, Duggan, we're not through with you. Um, <sighs> so our, the surprise one, as I said, it's the wall. Wasn't he a baby face like two weeks ago, giving fist pumps with Sid on Thunder? Mm, don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Kidman hits the wall with multiple chair shots, but the wall just shrugs them off. Uh, commentary, can't believe the size of this cage. Uh, Kidman with the sunset flip powerbomb off the top rope. K- 
Kidman is t- uh, is uh, tired throughout the whole match uh, for the wall. Uh, the wall goes to the choke slam, but Kidman reverses it into a Hurricane Rana. Thought that was cool. It was smooth. Um, however, Kidman goes to the crossbody, and the wall catches him with his, uh, with his throat <laughs> and choke slams <laughs> yeah. him for the win. Your winner at five minutes and three seconds, the wall. I wonder if I'm going to hit your your uh, your rating here when I give you my my analysis of this. I'm curious how how close I am to yours. All right. Okay, match. Terrible surprise. Really good booking for this match. What'd you give it? Uh, so for the rating, I gave it um one and three quarter stars. I went two and three quarter stars. Mm-hmm. I said, "Wow, the wall! What a surprise! The revolution sucks." This match was okay, however. I will say, perfect booking. Mm-hmm. Easily Kidman's best match of the night. And it wasn't all for Kidman. Three. I thought it was way better. I mean, the star rating maybe, but like execution-wise. Well, the Saturday match was way better. Oh, no, I thought this was Way better. better. I thought this was way better. Remember, I thought something was off with that match, remember? Oh, yeah. This was perfect because the booking and the fact that it just flowed better. I uh, it was Kibben's third match, so it makes sense he would have lost. Yeah. And they made Wall look like a monster in there. Because he, he just walked through chair shots. He was like, fuck you. Which, with all that's going on, they need to. Uh, I thought it was wonderfully booked. I, I, I like the ending of the crossbody, but like the Wall catches him by his throat. Like, legitimately like, crazy. catches by I his throat. I thought that was cool. That was crazy. I, I was like, maybe that's probably, I was like, wow, that's fucking cool. It kind of made me think. They have something in the wall. He may not be polished. He may not be great. But he's big. You don't need him to but be. But they have something. You just need small dudes he to bump off of him. Catches, he, like, he legitimately catches Kidman by the throat, lets Kidman tiptoe the ground, and then he choke slams him in one, at this point, one motion. At this point, they need people that have an upside. Yeah. So do something with them. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's see how the upside list goes. As we get well, a guess hit- what? Another gimmick match coming up. Yes, yes, sir. As it's going to be a history lesson that we have to get of Nash and Terry Funk. Once again, if Nash wins, he is the commissioner of W. And if Terry Funk wins, the NWO must break up. I love that the stipulation was if Nash wins. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. This match know, is a Nash. no DQ match. It's our eleventh match of the night. So let's go to it. Terry Funk versus Kevin Nash. Uh, they fight in the aisle to start the match. Nash gives uh, gives Funk a few chair shots. Nash goes for the jackknife. Uh, uh, jackknife's Funk through the announce table. We lose commentary for a moment. Uh, we lost Tanay and Heenan. <laughs> so, uh, so it's a new addition. Yeah. So, uh, so I, one more time. Was that spot he jackknifed him through a table? Yes. Yep. Okay, so his forehead's bleeding now, which makes yeah. sense. And we take a back bump. Okay, to make sure. Well, actually, it does make sense because much like uh, we've seen on Raw the last couple of weeks, this is before what they do nowadays with the remove every fucking thing from the table. Uh, and those TV monitors have edges and shit. And uh, they can cut you if they come flying up out of there and hit you. I'll bet. Yeah. It's lame. Uh, so we have a dead Terry Funk on the announce table. No, no, Nash me. gets on the mic. Hey, Funk. Uh, Funk has a heart. And if Funk can crawl into the ring... Funk can uh, keep his commissioner. Keep your commissioner shit. Funk gets up, stumbles for a little bit, finally gets into the ring, and Nash goes, "I'm a lying son of a bitch." <laughs> Sorry. Match continues. Well, I think match the match now begins, <laughs> uh, but I think they they uh, ring the bell in the aisle. Funk is now 
a crimson mask. Uh, Funk hangs on the top rope and gets some punch. Uh, after gets some punches, and Funk just falls to the outside. Uh, they uh, have a. Uh, uh, they have to stay at a wide shot because of Funk's oh, yeah. crimson the blood. mask. They go wide. Uh, Nash hits Funk with multiple headshots again. Funk sets up three tables, uh, three chairs, two sit, like standing normal, and then one laying across. Uh, Nash low blows Funk and then jackknifes him through the ta- chairs for the win. Set on about eight minutes. This is sad watching Terry Funk wrestle. Um, I don't know how people can complain about the rock overselling and then watch a Terry Funk match. His like fish floppy shit that he does and just punching air for 17 minutes at a time. I fucking hate it. I hate Love everything it. about it. Love it. It's fucking terrible. I'll take the worst Terry Funk match over the best rock match. Well, he's a lot of them to pick from because he's fucking yeah. bad. There's a couple rock matches that are good. So that's I think two more than Terry Funk has. So that's weird. <laughs> uh, this is fucking stupid. Which would have actually killed him. I loved it, though. Uh, seriously, I gave it three and a quarter stars. Um, violent and bloody. I loved it. Pretty much a squash for Big Sexy. Um, and then I said it had shades of GFBE because I noticed this. Uh, what they did was they took like three or so of the memorable spots from Good Friends Better Enemies and just made this match around it because Nash doesn't do a lot of hardcore stuff. So stuff he's familiar with, the power bomb through the table, stuff like that. Um, he was vicious. Mm-hmm. I really liked seeing it. And I don't, I'm not that fan. Like, I'm not the fan that wants to see stars and stars only, right? Yeah. But on this show, I have to admit, when that Wolfpack music hit and Nash walked out in the 11th of 12 matches, I did think, hey, look, a fucking star. Right. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, uh, God damn, about time we saw one of them. The chair spot. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do since then. That is a brutal spot. Uh, Through a chair, laying on two chairs? The, Jesus the Christ. The closest chair uh, spot I've been seeing Because now it's just the two together. It's the two together, yeah. yeah. No, this was brutal. Uh, yeah. So Funk's laying in the ring, so we have to cut to Benoit and Sid getting ready. Well, catch well, all the blood. They're trying yeah. to make yeah. a, this a big match. Of course, of course. Of course. Uh, we go to Scott Hudson with Arn Anderson. Anderson said that he's gonna that he should have been there for Funk, but Funk rolled the dice and he lost. And we have lost as a company. Arn stumbles on so Arn shooting. We have lost as a company. Yep. Um, as Arn saying, like uh, we've st- we have lived through this nightmare before with Nash. He's like calls him like cash. Like he stumbles and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm just really. Worried and frustrated about my friend. So he saves that part. He does. It was a good recovery. Yes. If the NWO gets the title, WCW is over. And then he says, you know, I, I'm about to call this match down the middle and calls Sid and Benoit maybe the greatest of all time. Well, I mean, let's be a little bit. Isn't his best friend? And like, right. Just like this was Ric well, Flair. Not only that, but let's not forget that, uh, you know, Six and a half years earlier, right. he was almost stabbed to death in a hotel <laughs> right. hallway by one of the guys in this match. Right. Pretty and, sure not, he, and not Chris Benoit, which is fucking weird because of what happens later. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't consider him one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. No. I was like, come on, man. No. Becky, come on. But it was a good arm promo. It was. I mean, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. 
which would seem hard to me. I don't get that slogan, like, but you know what? Like, it's Harry Fuck whatever. It's one of those things of like it's funny. You you see you you to you know, the fun part of you compare Sid and like Arn and promo work. Oh Jesus! Like here, like, why? Why would you do that? Joe? No, no, no! I have the comparison. <laughs> I have, I have a comparison for, for the joke here. Sid, oh, damn it! Right, let's restart. We're live, pal. Ar- Arn, he stumbles on Kevin Nash's name, and he's like, "I'm flustered. I'm sorry. I'm freaking out." That's he good. knows okay, how I to see. Save. I see where you're going. He that knows was, how okay. to save like, this. You about to say Sid's better at promo than Arn? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, table. I'm <laughs> just saying. Wow. I'm about to choke you out. <laughs> I'm just saying. First, probably Sid is I better like, than Arn. His funk take is terrible, but this one, Corey's bringing back <laughs> Jeff. I might bring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Let's not go that far. Well, maybe, maybe Ricky. Do you know what I just just realized? That Sid's better than Arn and everything. Yes, but. Big T can show Arn how to hit a spine buster. Okay. Finally, he can learn. Thank Christ. Thank you. Oh my God. There is Arn spine buster's terrible. I'm just hoping for a uh, Sid Vicious Big T match on Nitro one of these weeks for you fuckers to watch. Oh, five stars. <laughs> match of the week. And with Arn, can we have a spine buster match? Big T, Arn, a special guest ref. Sid. With the Rock as referee. Yeah. Uh. He'd still For the hard way, Big T, the wall. I got no one else. Yeah. God, what the fuck? Bailed. Let's get to that Bailed. event. Bailed. <laughs> oh, yeah, buffer intro. Huh? The artist formerly known as Prince oh. Ikea in Berlin. You're still doing this? All right. <laughs> uh, let's see, a minute event. Yeah. Yep. Uh, buffer intro. I'm going to start. I'm going to jump right in front of you. Okay. Corey. Yeah. You know Arn Anderson well. Mm-hmm. Big fan of his work. Yeah. Um, Michael Buffer says, and I quote, Arn Anderson is known for his integrity. Since fucking when? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Motherfucker. What are you talking about? Arn Anderson is known for his three eyes. Two, uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> I will just say this. Two weeks ago on Nitro, when talking about their fight with the NWO, Arn Anderson said... That he'd run his grandmother over with a car right. to get to Bret Hart. That sounds pretty integrity right there. <laughs> Not for his integrity? That's hot. Um, <laughs> Booble. Jesus Christ, he's fucking stupid. Booble. Yeah. That's high praise. <laughs> Fuck Michael Buffer. Jesus Christ. Art Anderson's never been known to turn on anybody or anything like that. For his intensity, his integrity. And intelligence. intelligence. I just think of the Steve Borden and Venice like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, fuck yeah. you. We, we literally just we, watched one of the best. What the fuck, man? What the hell is wrong with Michael Buffer? Jesus Christ. Brett the Hit. All right. <laughs> Brett the Hitman. Clark. Clark. <laughs> Jeff Harvey. No, uh, the, the, Clark is bad, but my favorite is where he clearly Hitman. forgets the last name yep. and just draws out Hitman. And when Brett's walking by him, he goes, it's Hart fucker. <laughs> so Sid versus Chris Benoit with Arn Anderson as the special guest referee All right. for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Buffer does the intro. Sid and Benoit come out. After the match starts, the locker room comes out to watch. So forced. This was so lame. Oh. It, I did not, I thought, oh, this is weird. But then I'm like, I don't like the fact because it's like, 
Stevie Ray and Big T are here, but then Booker T's on the other side. Everybody that wrestled tonight is on the stage, and it's just like this. Uh, it's all about the company. And also a little nature in that sweet Canadian tuxedo. Hell right? yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it was I, I know it's for the company, uh, but it's just like, if you want to be real. And all I can think of is like, all of those wrestlers like, we had to fucking stay for this. We could have been on the fucking road, you asshole. Yeah, I gotta get to wherever the but fuck I'll, Nitro is. I'll tomorrow. just say it now. This match goes 14 minutes and 53 seconds. So they had to be on stage for about 15 minutes. Mm. That's an eternity when you don't want to be there. Yes. Uh, Sid hits... Did, was Kidman out there? I bet you he wasn't he was out not, there. I don't think he I was. I bet he's like, fuck that. He's busy. Uh, yeah. Sid with a huge gorilla press slam on Benoit. Yeah. It's like, This is one of those matches. Sid is... Fucking huge. Yeah. Even because the height, but it's just one of those things. That no, just, it's one reason why. Yeah. Sid is the prototype for a creator wrestler in WWE 2K. He's because, just what a wrestler looks like. But it's you know crazy. why he looks so big and so massive here? Because Chris Benoit mm-hmm. is so great. And he's just like Sean and Brett. Mm-hmm. Smaller wrestler who knows how to accentuate the big guy. Unless you're Jeff Mack, who does a creative wrestler and does seven foot nine with Ray Mysterio well, moves. In all fairness, Jeff was just ahead of the curve. Basically, he was creating Brian Cage. Right. <laughs> For years, he was just creating Brian Cage. Or, or he's trying to create Sid in a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, Sid picks up Benoit with a front suplex. Uh, damn near throws him across the ring. Uh, Benoit attacks Sid's legs. He oh. knows the. Uh, he, she, he knows how to play the game, a.k.a. Uh, attack the big man's legs. Oh. He attacks the legs throughout the whole match. Benoit drop kicks the still steps into Sid's legs multiple times. That was a cool spot. Yeah. I like that spot a lot. When Sid's leg is in between the posts and the steps and drop kicks the You know steps. the part I was, each time I was like, in my head, it was such a cool spot, but in my head I was like, there's not enough room there for him to do a drop kick and turn. Oh, this is why it's crazy, yeah. right? And he still did it. And every time I was like, damn. Because like, fucking cool, the, the, dude. Because the spot is he's on the outside. However, it's like three feet, four yeah, feet. If between, that. If that. between the fans touching him on the back yeah, and the that. steps. But he nailed it. Both and Arn, I love it. He's like, I'm not going to disqualify him. Get this shit out of here. He took the steps away, just yeah. threw him across yeah. the aisle. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Benoit puts the figure four in an Indian deathlock on. Crowd's behind Sid for this. I had shades of um, MSG in 97 uh, with him. Uh, or 96. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, fuck, they want Sid to win this motherfucker. Let's, let's be honest. Turned out the show. Everything <laughs> about Sid as a wrestler. Should be gold. Screams. <laughs> money. Heel. Oh, and money. 100%. 100% heel. However, always so much better as a face. So There's better. a new baby face in town. He's like, he's like, um, he, I don't know how Sid, looking the way that he does, he draws empathy. Right? Yeah. I don't get it. You should have none for him. Because a lot of times he Sid. shoots himself in the foot by opening his mouth. Yep. But people like are drawn to him. They and love like, him. he's like an underdog, which and, is weird. And I got news for you. I watched his early career before. It's like that from day one. Like he was a, like it was weird as a horseman. Yeah, like he came into WCW as a heel in the skyscrapers, but the crowd uh-huh. loved him. He's ha- he has half the brain. Yeah, dude, it's crazy with that dude. Um, what a weird career, right? One of the weirdest. Of God, man, 
it's like like I've said about how Sid looks huge. There's like those matches that Sid looks huge in some, and then doesn't the same. But it, it doesn't matter the height or size of his opponent. It's just one night I'm like, Sid looks fucking huge, and then the next night he looks because like outside of Arn, does anybody hate Sid? He's not anybody's like favorite, but like when like, whenever you bring up like Sid to fans, they're like, "Fuck yeah, Sid!" You're like, "Coming, it's, coming." It's fucking reverence. But other than that, yeah, just those two. But yeah, I, I don't remember any other stories. So he's, yeah, he's got along pretty good with most. That's craziness, man. Uh, Benoit hits the flying headbutt, but Benoit uh, Sid kicks out. Uh, Sid hits Crowd a popped. <laughs> uh, Sid hits a huge choke slam, but uh, Benoit is able to get his foot under the ropes. We get back to back headshots to Benoit. <laughs> That's the head, but the and it was choke slam and the flying head. Right about here, for some reason, it started hulking up. I was like, "Oh yeah, what? What? What are we doing? Why, why are we hulking up?" Cinemaniacs, baby. Cinemaniacs. <laughs> Cinemania is running wild. Oh god. Uh, Sid uh, picks up Benoit, but Benoit puts Sid in the crossface, and Sid instantly taps. But the camera angle shows. Arn's on the far far end. He went head down first. Sid's foot's underneath the rope. Arn doesn't see it. Immediately, I was like, oh, his fucking foot's under the rope. God damn it. Genius. And I'll explain why. Well, I'll explain to a good job the next night. But yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. No, but there's an actual reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Sid taps. Arn rings the bell. Your new WCW heavyweight champion. Match goes 14-53. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. How do you guys feel about Chris Benoit winning? Uh, I think the wrong guy won. How? I agree. How do you mean? Like, knowing what we know? Or, okay, K-Fabe. K-Fabe. I think the wrong guy won. Uh, No. It should have been said. The right guy won. Uh, Nine out of ten times, you're absolutely correct. However, given how many times they've come so close with Benoit and then screwed him over, if he didn't win this time you'd have lost the chance forever. Like, but he had to win the next one. Mike, my, my question to because you... Because he's so close there, and you know, they, they were trying to make him. Mike, Mike, I have a question, though. Crowd wants it to win. Oh, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. You have Benoit as a babyface. Yeah. Would you, t- if, would you, would you have, have, have to turn him heel because of the fact that I don't think this one arena would be the only place when Sid shows up that they want him to champion. Uh, depends on what your plan is going forward. If your plan involves Sid still being in the world title feud, probably. But if it's not, and theirs wasn't. But the, um, uh, For it, full disclosure. If the, so it wasn't, but then my response would have been, why wasn't it? You know what I mean? Like, at the time... Well, at, because. Dude. <laughs> because he was literally plugged in to be Goldberg's replacement. This was Goldberg's yeah. push. But with the roster that we know we have right mm-hmm. now. So yeah. Goldberg was supposed to be Brett on this show then for the title, right? I don't think he was going to win the title. He would probably win. But, you but, know, NWO shit. Yeah. They can always just do a DQ or something like that. But with the roster they have right now, with the injuries to Brett, with the injuries to Goldberg and Jarrett with his concussion, <clears throat> who is your top babyface? I can tell you who their top baby face is in their eyes. Injured or not, Goldberg is their top baby face. I, the crowd still tells you that the next night. Yep. It's still Goldberg. It's Goldberg. Okay. Um, 
Because so, you know, my only thinking for said winning is um, a they have stated since day fucking one they don't give a fuck about pay per views. Yeah, you should have been while win on Nitro. I mean, that's not a bad thought process either. So you could have had Sid win in some fucked up way, like even having Benoit spin under the ropes, just have Sid win, and then you get the rematch on Nitro the next night and have Benoit win on with the bigger audience. Yeah, that's not bad. That's that's a, that that would work as well. Here's so here's and I'm gonna break you some news here. The reason they did the under the rope stuff mm. is because, like I said. Oh, I didn't. The Filthy Animals and the Revolution mm-hmm. all demanded their release before the show, right? Well, that also included Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. who demanded his release. Because, and I'll tell you why, Joe, because earlier in the week, Vince Russo was replaced <gasps> as head of creative. At first, he was offered to be part of a committee. Mm-hmm. With the, Kevin Sullivan. The championship committee? No, booking committee. No. Okay. Uh, with Kevin Sullivan, Kevin Nash, Terry Taylor, and, and Bill Shaw? Bill Shaw, I believe. It was, a, it was one corporate head. Mm-hmm. He refused to. It was either his way or no way. Mm-hmm. So he went home. Uh, I'll tell you why. Right now, he was demoted. Besides, it, it had been coming. Yeah. But what the straw that broke the camel's back is that when they learned the title was going to be vacated, they had to do something here. His answer. Tournament. No. Damn. Battle Royal oh, that God. night. And Tank Abbott wins the world title. What? Yep. Yeah, that it was, was going to be Tank. That was his idea. Uh, and they said, well, fuck no, that's ridiculous. And like, that's really what he wants to do. We can't, no, we got to replace him. So that's what happened. And when he got replaced by Kevin Sullivan as the lead of the committee, at that point, all the young guys were like, well, I want out. Including especially Benoit, who thought he would never get a fair chance under Kevin because he wouldn't because Kevin Sullivan literally told them we have no plans for any of you going forward. Yeah. He literally told them to their face. We have no plans for you when they demanded their release. Oh, except for one Benoit. Mm -hmm. And he told him, he said, look, I'm going to make you champion to prove to you. I have no issue with you. What's done in the past is done. Yeah. Whatever. You're a talent. But when we get to Baltimore, it's fucking on. Yeah. 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 Right. On site in Baltimore. But I'm going to give you the belt. I'm going to make you champion. You're going to be the guy for now. Yep. Uh, but Benoit didn't buy it. And so that's why the foot was under the rope, because Benoit had demanded his release earlier that day. And they thought, well, maybe if we actually give him the belt, he'll think about it. He'll stay. But just in case he still demands a release, we gave him an out. out. Um, so that's all that's going on there, Joe. So I will say, it's not in Russo's defense, but... Because I've read the same story. And his thought process was Tank's going to have it for less than 24 hours. He was going to lose it on Nitro. Yeah. But then, why fucking give it to him then? There's no Water point. Water cooler. Water cooler. Yeah. yeah but, nobody gives people, a f- him. but nobody gives a fuck about Tank Abbott. I don't. Well, that's, well, let's be even fair. Jesus. Nobody gives a fuck about WCW. It's dead. And UFC is not UFC at this point. Yeah. Like, nobody gave a fuck at all. Um, do you want to touch on the Ferrara stuff here, too? Because it involves him, too. Good. I'll let you have some of this. So, uh, Russo turned the, the committee down. He was like, fuck you. I'm not doing that shit. But guess who didn't? Ed Ferrara was like, he had just moved his family to Atlanta. And he's like, I got a family. Yeah. Yeah. I'll stay. And he does. So, their friendship is fucking rap so right there. To that day. To this fucking day. Fucking ended. Wow. They never worked willingly together ever again, except for a small 
time in TNA, and that ended badly too. Because yeah, Ferrara um, was an announcer. Yeah, yeah, Ferrara was like, no, I got, I got a family dog. Like, He's responsible. No, of course. So he stayed. He wow. stayed through the end. I believe the end. He was I there till the end. Yeah, he was part of the. He was part of the committee. He was even part of the revamped committee later on and next I mean, year that was gonna. I would just say, Joe, if you like the sound of Ed Ferrara's voice, it'll come up later in the summer. Yeah, it will. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh uh, boy! So, yeah. So the Russo Ferrara shit, Dunzo. <laughs> yeah, Ferrara now part of the uh, good old boys pack. Uh, I don't blame them. If you got a family, you moved them all the way to fucking Atlanta from, uh, from, from New York, from right? New York yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm gonna do my job that I'm contracted very handsomely to do. By the way, handsomely rewarded. I for. mean, I get it. You, you're the reason I'm here. Thank you. I appreciate it. But it's not like Ferrara. Let's be honest too. And I'm, he was a writer. He he was fine. But it's also not like everybody forgets this part because Ferrara. Yeah. Know, he's kind of just forgotten in the story. Yeah. Russo did really good, depending on if you like that stuff. Mm-hmm. The first year of the Attitude Era, but when Ferrara came around in like early-ish to mid '98 through '99, that's when they were on fire. Mm-hmm. He was very important to Russo, just like Vince McMahon was. Um, the, the all the great shit Russo did was with Ferrara, not before him. Like. Russo has, like, the mustard seed of an idea, but has no idea how to execute it. Mm-hmm. Ferrara put everything he wanted into words, and Vince was like, chop, 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 this is what we have left. Yeah. This is what we're doing. And that worked, that and worked, worked extremely well. Beautifully. Um, so, yeah, that's all that's going on, Joe. <laughs> and uh, I got news for you. When we start off the Monday Night War stories, I'm going to have some further information for you. Oh, yeah. About the fallout. Awesome. From Sold Out. Oh, Cannot wait. And that. The, and the other plans they may have had for the said <laughs> world heavyweight title picture. All right. So, but uh, before we end this pay per view, we go backstage to the one mean Jane with Chris Benoit, your new champion. Uh, Benoit says people doubted him. He wanted to prove them wrong. He saw Dynamite Kid as a wrestler, and that's how it started the fire mm-hmm. within. Yeah, that's should have known right it's there. It's cringy at this point. Should have known right there. Arn shows up and congratulates him, but then all of a sudden Kevin Nash shows up and just basically yells at him, "Hey, man! In one hour." Your life, your life is going to be a living hell because the NWO will be getting that title back soon. Yep. And that is how you end WCW sold out of the year 2000. Last sold out ever. Well, hold on. I never even gave my thing for the main event. Oh, yeah. Two and three quarter stars. Hmm. I wanted to like it more, but something was off again. Just didn't work. I can't even explain what I thought was off. That's how weird it was. And then my final verdict was uh, one of the most infamous pay-per-views of all time. <laughs> this is a surreal show to watch. It deserves the reputation it has. Still better than Bash of the Beach in 99. Though. I was literally going to ask. It's 100% still better than that show. Yeah. <laughs> 1,000% better than that like, show. It's not even close. No. So. Oh, God. I can't wait for these. Oh, my God, dude. Shall I we go wait for these. to the... Pay-per-view buyer. Fuck yes, we should. All right. You know what the real interesting one will be? It's Super Bowl. After this one. Are people going to give them a chance? So. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. So. Not as interesting. Pay-per-view buy rates for sold out 2000. First, the last WWF. Armageddon 99. Armageddon 99 was a .97. Which is ridiculous. 
for, for a show. December pay-per-view. The last last pay-per-view for WCW. Starcade. Starcade. Point three five. Does this go below? Last year's sold out. Way below. Last year's sold out. Mm-hmm. And I'm, can I give I'll give you the run card the, the card. Oh go ahead, I remember. Chris Benoit defeating Mike Enos. Norman Smiley defeating Chava Guerrero Jr. Fit Finley defeating Van Hammer. That almost went eight minutes. Bam Bam Bigelow defeating Wrath. Lex Luger defeating Conan. L- Chris Jericho defeating Perry Saturn. Saturn has to wear the dress. Billy Kidman defeats Rey Mysterio Jr., Hoovy, and Psychosis. And a for the hard way. That was a fucking great Ooh. WCW championship. Yeah. That was a For the Cruiserweight. Match. Yeah. Rick Flair and David Flair defeating Kurt Henning and Barry Rindham. And your main event. And then Hogan, oh, and then Hogan beats, the, beats shit. the shit out of David Flair. And your Flair main with a- Rick tied to the ropes, yeah. right? Like handcuffed. Your main event, stung gun ladder match, mm. Goldberg and Scott, Scott Hall. Hall. Last year's buy rate. Want to take a guess? No. 0. 0.85. Okay. 0. 0.78. Okay. So real quick, one more time, Joe. What was Starcades? 0. 0.35. Uh, 0. 0.35. I'm going to go 0.27 for this pay-per-view. I'm going to say 0.35. 0.28. Boom. Called it. 0.28. God (sighs) damn, that is bad. Is the pay-per-view buy rate. We're getting down to TNA pay-per-view levels. You know what's interesting about that? I kind of thought it would be a little higher. Well, because of the intrigue, like, what in the fuck are they going to do? Well, they didn't announce anything until... Oh, no, no, that's wrong. They actually did announce it online. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Because online wasn't really huge yet. The so. one time I can't believe WCW was forthright and like, hey... They could get in front of it? Yeah. Damn, you're right. So yeah. We, so as the last sold out, a point two five. I have all the buy rates for the sold outs. Go ahead. First one's probably good. Sold out, 97.47. Jesus Christ. Sold out, 98, 1.02. There you, you know go. That proves Bret Hart and Ric Flair are draws. There it is. There and then no po- Hogan wrestling on that show. Then .78, and then .25. First one got a really low buy rate. That's shocking, actually. It's the first NWO um, pay-per-view. The NWO Pe- one? People didn't buy into them having their own pay-per-view yet. They thought it was too early. That was cool. It was. I mean, it's not a great show, but it's definitely one you remember. Yeah. All but, black and but white. Yeah, and the, the main event of this pay per view was Luger and Savage in 98. Well, that was what went on last. Brett and Rick. Very much in the way that Triple H Jericho wasn't the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, <laughs> Na- Brett and Rick brought in that pay per view. Right? Yes, yes. Nash and Ho- uh, Giant. Yeah. Uh, the coffee. Ray Trailer and the Steiners versus NWO. Uh, uh, Dusty. Co- Dusty turning on Larry and yeah. joining the NWO and Tony like getting disgusted and walking off. What's a worse decision? Dusty doing that or Austin turning heel? Austin turning heel. I killed him. Jericho. I killed the attitude there. Jericho versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Ooh, more of that. Yep. El Dandy had a match. Hell yeah. They had an eight-man lucha on that. It was crazy. Who were you to doubt El Dandy? Benoit I mean, versus Raven in a Raven's Rules match. Which was fun. Booker T versus Rick Mattel. Aha, Rick it's a fun match too. Oh, I missed that. Ninety-eight to <sighs> two years. Two years from a one point zero something to point two five. That's not good, dog. That's not good. I can't wait till we get to the rewards. Speaking of which, 
Let's go to our favorite part of the show. The award show. Let's start off with best match. Uh, I enjoyed Nash Funk the best, so that's what I'll go with. Gibbon and Saturn by a long shot for me. Love that match. I gotta go Nash Funk. I really enjoyed the, what my second was. Um, Benoit and Sid. I think Benoit and Sid would be my second, but like I just like that Nash Funk. Nah. Just the, the destruction. Now let's go to the one that has many, many choices. Out of tw- out of, out, out of eleven matches, twelve. Yep. Twelve. Well, best match. We'll oh take yeah, that's right, that's right. Worst match in the night. Oklahoma Medusa. I want to say yes, but just to be different because there was so many to pick from. I'm going to say Malenko Kidman. For what I will forever call Malenko's boner. Hmm. Hey, Bob Uecker, Malenko's boner of the week award. <laughs> the Harris Boys versus Big Vito and Johnny the Bull. That wasn't terrible. Come on, Joe. All right. I had to be different. No, 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 no. Switch it. Nope, Triangle match. Vampiro, Crowbar, and David Flair. That was bad. I mean, there's plenty to pick from. Yeah, there's plenty. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so out of this pay-per-view, guys, who is your MVP? I can't wait to hear this. Well, <clears throat> Chris Benoit. We're keeping this bitch kayfabe till about uh, midnight. Uh, had a good night. Won the world title. Always looking rosy for Benoit in the land of WCW. New champ, baby. So, you know, completed that journey, baby. Um, good one. Good one. Mm-hmm. I'll go the heelish way. Why? Good enough. MVP. Kevin Ash. He's now the commissioner. The we get one. to see what hijinks he gets to give oh, WCW boy. as he tries to be the big, sexy, big, cool, funny guy sometimes. So let's see how he does. Well, Russo's not booking anymore. So uh-huh. obviously the uh, NWO being heels is done with. Well, except for Steiner. So, so Kevin Ash. More on that later. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, who's your uh, I'm going to go with Billy Kidman. Awesome. Had to work three matches. Three uh, very good picks. Very much against his will, just by facial expression alone. And, yeah, I, I thought they did a good job m- kind of more legitimizing Kidman. <sighs> it's a way to try and get him... We- Oh, more on that on Monday night. We try and keep kayfabe here, but I have to ask you an out-of-kayfabe K- out question. Yes. In hindsight, if he had known what was going to happen in a year, in two months, should he have just been like, fuck you, I'm not wrestling. The fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah. I mean, should if, he have just been like, fuck you, I'll sit home then. I wonder eat I, a dick. what would have been the difference if he, if he uh, you know. Eat a dick. I'm going to eat Tori. If he went the other way. <laughs> if, he, if he joined, if he went the other way. He ate ass. Uh, let's see, let me see. Nope, nope. No, he made the right call. Yeah, I will say he made the right call. Okay, because as great as 2000 WWF is, there's what's, no room, what's he gonna do? There's no room for cruiserweight Billy. That's Kidman. fair. That's uh, fair. They don't have the cruiserweight title until they buy WCW. That's fair. Look what they've done with their light heavyweight title. Like, I wouldn't want to. I think Talk is still the champ, isn't it? I think so. I I wouldn't want to relegate Billy Kidman to jacked. That's a good point. Which because the other four are they're just bigger. I yeah. mean, they're just they're bigger guys. So, like Vince wouldn't have even looked at him. 
Like, yeah. That's fair. That's a good point. A good heat seeker in the face. Uh, <laughs> we did MVP. Yep. So who is, who is the, the motive? Who is the motive? Corey, are you well, going to do it? Well. Are you going to do it? Crank Google and Mowgli. He's back. Bigger but, T yeah. is the motive. He can I mean, first of all, he does a he does a roll in. I mean a run in. <laughs> yep. I mean uh, that was right the first time. He did yeah, a roll in. You're right. And uh good God, man. Damn Just, near no. like destroys his knee by doing that, like the power bomb. The Yeah, he fucking fell. Like, yeah. Has he Christ, been dude. near a ring in two years? No. No, because he played Sug Knight in the two box of curb bio. What's that movie called? I can't even remember. Some stupid was, shit. Yeah. Ward Law. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, big T's mine, baby. Hmm. Terry Funk, fuck you. Okay. So, uh, Corey. What? Out of all this podcast, <laughs> out of the yeah. entire oh show. Oh, my God. Yeah. We've done. Yeah. And the information you have gave everybody here. Yeah. WTF. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude? That's a tough question to answer. There's, I mean, I don't know how to like categorize this, but I write it down and be like, uh, I'll just write sold out. <laughs> this <laughs> fuck, man. The week. This company is in complete turmoil shambles they don't know what the fuck is going on they don't know whether to wind their ass or scratch their watch this shit we are at threat level red all right Ooh, new level baby we don't even know i mean we'll find out on monday they still don't know what the fuck to do with anything nope 24 hours they came up with nothing Yep. This company is circling the drain right in front no, of our I eyes. think this company is in the drain. It's circling down. The, I think it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, past, it's already past, past, it's it's the, past it's the drain. It's the gutter noise. The, you know, yeah. the residue leave. We so haven't there. quite got to the U-bend yet, but <laughs> we're, we're almost there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is, funny enough, sort of positive. Okay. There we go. Because again, folks, as of right now, keep it a kayfabe. They put the strap in an upper cover, baby. Yeah, hey, you know so, what? All's looking bright in the world of Chris Benoit. Someone broke through that glass ceiling yeah, tonight. I did. It just took, you know, Hogan, Stan, Goldberg player not being here. And Nash not wrestling for the title. Uh, Other than that. Goldberg uh, cutting his arm off, but Hart's <laughs> career ending. Sting, uh, Sox right in the building left. Other than that, yeah. Hogan uh, and Flair being, be- being buried. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, hey. Oh, and a political coup. <laughs> Dra- <laughs> rocket strap, baby. <laughs> to the moon. Benoit's going Toodle! Yeah. Or, or Stanford. <laughs> or, or, or East uh, he's New East, York. He's I don't know. Eastern bound and down. Eastern bound down. Uh, my WTF. Yeah. Is lighthearted. <sighs> what the fuck is Big T doing in a WCW arena? Who? Money, dog. Who is doing the hiring in WCW? I'll, I'll, I'll say something, okay? So I listened to the... Uh, Who is doing the hiring in WCW? At this point... It was Bill Bush. Because here's the thing. That's I'm li- listening to the... Uh, it was is Bill the, Bush worse than Vince Russo for WCW? The, it was the... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the Jeff Jarrett... I'm listening to the Jeff Jarrett one, okay? You see the real heel? Let me... Before you say that, let okay. me just answer this question. Besides Jeff Jarrett... You know who WF gets in this whole year? Yep. WWE gets 
Frank uh, Ryan Shamrock. <laughs> yep. Big Ahmed Johnson. Yep. yep. And the fucking lawyer, Jay Biggs. Jay Biggs. That's that's his talent acquisitions from up north. So yeah, listen to the Jeff Jarrett one, yeah. and it's towards the it's the the segment is he holding up Vince for money. Yeah. So the whole situation of the day before the pay per view, and he's like, I was talking to JJ Dillon, and they're like, you know what? It's we're, we are really not trying to hire anyone right now because we're trying to get rid of contracts. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, here's my offer. Here you go. And JJ's like, okay, I'll go talk to Bill Bush and see what we can do. Because I, after listening to the first episode, I have to agree with Corey. Jeff Jarrett is the fucking smartest man in the goddamn world. (laughs) Because he's, because I'll just say this now. He offered, he asked for 400,000 a year, but 300, 3,500 per house show. Because nobody's doing that. Yep. So he's like, I'm going to go to every house show. Oh, yeah. Possible. <laughs> you just got to come out, cut up and hit a motherfucker with a guitar. That's all he's going to do. And that, yeah, and he's like, and he's like, 3,500 bucks. And then you and they pay for your, four of those a week. And dude? they pay for your trans. And here's and the thing. Here's four the thing. A week? And I'll just say it too. 14 grand? I'll say this come too. Come on, dog. He gets WWF stock. Oh, yeah. Because he was there when. So, uh, so Conrad goes, So was this the biggest week you ever got money? Connie, you're, Conrad, you're goddamn right. This is the most money I've ever earned in a week. Yeah, we talked about it on that show we did when it went public. He got fuck tons of stock. Yep. Yeah. Probably, I mean, he probably still has. But yes, too. the fact that Big T is Dog. in WCW Dog. as Harlem Heat 2000, which to the point of when there is a new or a number behind the tag it team, good. It, it, it ain't, ain't good. good. Except, sir. For the new, new Midnight Express. The new, new, yeah. Remember, Mega Powers. The new, new Mega Powers, yeah. You remember LOD 2000, of course. <laughs> of course. Of how, course. How great that was. Uh, what a fucking show, gentlemen. Yes. We, but we continue on to part two. I'm oh, spent on this one. For the Monday oh, Night yeah. War Stories, as we're going to continue the aftermath of Sold Out, and we're going to the go-home week. For the Royal Rumble for WWF. And uh, is this an aftermath? I mean, wow. Yes, this is uh Cannot wait. Crazy. We lost some superstars tonight for WCW as they a lot of them asked for the release. So let's move forward to well, the Will they all get them? Except for one. Will they all get them? Except, except for Kidman. So, like I said... Coming next, it's the Monday Night War Stories. It's the Go Home Show. Go Home Week. And then we have the Midweek. And then next week, we'll be back with the Pay-Per-View War Stories as we will be doing the Royal Rumble 2000. Equally as infamous as this show, but for completely different reasons. For how good it is and for all the great things that come from Except it. Except for um, two things. Yeah, well, let's see. Yeah. More on that later. That'll be next week. But... <laughs> You can go to any of our social media websites and give us a good follow, a like, a thumbs up, all that good stuff. You can also go to nocellentainment.com. That's right, nocellentainment.com to find all of our information. And like always, you can follow, listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.